You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Welcome to the podcast. It's Friday the 16th of December and you're listening to the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. I'm Deeks, and, uh, well, all being well, the man himself is about to say who he is. One hundred eighty! <laughs> Afternoon, Deeks. <laughs> A brilliant timing by you, mate. Um, good planning, mate, to, to get our 180th show the same the same time as the World Darts Championship starts, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, excellent planning, mate. Well done. <laughs> that's, that's right. See, we do plan this, don't we? We don't just do it off the cuff. That's it. No, exactly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Have you heard that gruff bloke, mate, that the darts that does yes. the old one on Oh, yeah. Mate? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So. What do you think? What do you think? Any good, mate? Better than me, uh, Frankie Howard, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, it's probably more up to date. I'm not so sure so many of our listeners would actually know who Frankie Howard is, but uh, I think they'll probably relate to the darts more than Frankie Howard. So, well, do you want to give us? Do you just want to give us a a little Frankie Howard just to make sure we haven't lost it? No, did you know? Oh, Mrs. Oh, cracky leaving Saltash, Mrs. No, did you? <laughs> oh no, missing. Yes, all right, all right. No one asked for an encore. So, all <laughs> uh, right. Well, let, let's, Sorry, uh, as you've sort of um, suggested, yeah, I've ruined it. Nick. No, I've no, you haven't ruined anything. You haven't ruined anything. <laughs> so, but um, let, let's actually just outline who is on the uh, episode uh, today, on today's podcast. Uh, we've got a mixture, um, we've got a penalty scoring hero. A yeah. a busy goalkeeping coach, one manager who's been uh, well doing it for about six years, uh, just over six years, and another well now former manager who uh, is just resigned after doing it for what just over six months. Yeah, yeah, mate. We it's a funny. We've had some big news lately, Dick. Something in Cornish football last couple. Of weeks. Talking to managers, Deeks, my old gaffer mate and boss, Trevor Mutant, Deeks, five years today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just noticed that in my diary today, Deeks. Uh, Yeah, it's five years since Trev went up to manage the Evan 11, Deeks. (laughs) The Evan 11, right. (laughs) You can see that on the shirts. Would that be on the back of the shirts? The Heaven 11, yes. (laughs) Yeah, one of the county's... Best ever managers? Am I right in oh, suggesting that? Definitely, Deeks. It, it, but yeah, it, has there been a better one, Deeks, in terms of trophies, mate? I think Trev's right up there, isn't he, at the top, Deeks, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, probably, yeah, when you say trophies, that's right. And is that the best way to, to judge a, how good a manager is? It's got to be, isn't it, really? I think so, mate, and it's the only fair way, I think, Dix. You know, I mean, some people might say, oh, yeah, Trev, you know, had good players and good squads, but it, sometimes, mate, it's, it's even harder to manage, like, 14, 15 good players, Dix, isn't it? Keeping yeah. everyone happy. True. So, and, yeah. And in, in his time, he wouldn't have had the, the luxury of being able to use so many subs, would he? No, it was the old three subs at the most in them days, Dix, wasn't it? Back yeah. in our day, mate. Yeah. Three subs. So, yeah, he was brilliant. Thanks, Scott. Say, mate, Trevor's brilliant. Bless him. What was the best thing about him then? I don't know. He had that. He had that. I'd say his best thing among many things, Dix, you know, but I think for Trev, mate, he had that 
he had that thing about being like like a really good mate, you know, like a really good friend here. Um, but you you still knew he was the boss, if you know what I mean. You know, you'd never you would never take any liberties with Trev, mate, because he would just he, he was like a like your one of your like favourite uncles, but a strict dad at the same time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> favourite uncle and a strict dad, right? Okay. Yeah, if that makes any sense, mate. You know, he was he's such a top bloke and do anything for you, mate. You know, if you was one of Trev's lads, mate, you know, which I luckily I was at quite a few club steaks, I'd you know, Trev would Trev would do anything for you, mate. I even worked for Trev, mate, out his sports shop one summer oh, right. for, for a few extra quid. Like, yeah, Trev, he'd do anything for you, mate. He, he was fantastic, he was, mate. But but you knew, it was, you know, you definitely knew who the boss was, Deeks, definitely, mm. with Trev. Did he ever sort of throw his toys out of his pram, sort of? Yeah, big time, mate. He, he sort of mellowed. He mellowed with age. I, I'd sort of, like, um, compare him a bit with Fergie in sort of, terms like mate you know if, if i could sort of you know if people trying to think who trev would be like i think he sort of mellowed as he got a little bit older mate and and obviously the trophies sort of were flowing mate you know they want hmm. want as much pressure on trev to work because he'd done it all anyway i think thanks but yeah i think he mellowed a bit with age like in the end but but yeah back in when i first played for him mate as a kid you know back at nuki you know like 16 17 yeah trev, trev would think nothing of turning over a table of a uh, cup of hot tea <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, mate, splashing all over you. Yeah, I think I remember him, mate, at Formouth. I think he threw a cup of tea at Opie half time once. Three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we let in a couple of rubbish goals and poor poor old Opie like was like closest to him, I think, mate. And uh, luckily he had quick reactions, mate. I think Opie would have had a cup of tea around his forehead, mate. But um <laughs> What did he do? Head it off, did he head it away or what? Yeah, yeah, headed it, headed it off the line he did, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But that, yeah, let you know, mate, if he was rubbish, yeah. But he would he would tell you if he was playing well as well, mate. You know, one of those guys, mate, yeah. great bloke. Okay. Great bloke. All right, yeah. so that's Trevor Muted. Five years ago today yeah. that uh, he sadly passed away and uh, never to be forgotten, though. No, no, definitely not, Deeks. Definitely not, mate. Oh, he's remembered. Oh, he's still spoke about a lot as well, hasn't he, mate? Yeah, true. Five years on, so, yeah, yeah bless him. From the Southern League to the Trelawney, we've got you covered. Do you think we'll ever forget about Cam Weldon? No, we'll never forget Cam, mate. He's a, he's a Troy City legend, though, mate, isn't he? <laughs> he's gone from Triu Road, mate, to Belifo, and hopefully back to Langorth, isn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, that that'll be really good if he ever gets back to Langorth. So I know we had yeah. Alex Black on the other week, but I'm still not still not quite convinced, you know, that uh, it's going to be no. uh, well. As as uh, as Alex suggested, but fingers crossed and all that. But we yeah. have got Cam on the program. He's back with us this week. He's the man who tells us what's happening at True City and, and to large extent what's not happening at the moment because uh, not all the teams are playing. Yeah. But here he is. Let's welcome him back. No applause, rapper or not? Yeah, a little applause for Cam, mate. Good to see you back, Cam. <laughs> Right, the man is back, Cam Weldon. I think uh, having had a week off, Cam, and um, well, tell us what we've missed from listening to you. 
Uh, well, I'll be honest, Dave, not, you haven't missed a lot, to be brutally honest. <laughs> That's what um, all my listeners say. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. But, um, no. yeah, a lot hasn't actually happened, really, at Truro. Um uh, over the last week or so, should we say? Um, I think that's the case for a lot of teams. Um, yeah. What with the weather and stuff, but uh, no games at all last weekend. So it was quite a quite a quiet weekend, Dave. I didn't know what to do with my Saturday. <laughs> right, yeah. So no game now Saturday, but there was a, a midweek game before that, wasn't it? Beaconsfield. Just just very briefly bring us up to date with what happened in that game. It was a, a difficult evening, really, um, against Beckham. So we had that brilliant result on the previous Saturday where uh, Rocky scored with literally the last kick of the game to, to beat Harrow Borough, which was um, we managed to turn uh, one point into three, which was obviously massive for us. And we had a lot of confidence from that. But um, we went into the game. It was obviously a long trip down for them. And um, we started really, really well, Dave. And um, we could have could have had a hat full of chances really um i think rocky had one where the keeper kicked the keeper's kicking dave i'm not one to to um like shame an, uh, an opposition keeper or anything but his kicking was diabolical dave it was like every time it was good it was like there was one where he picked it out and just dribbled outside the box um and you're thinking where's he going he's going walkabouts here and he, he looks to like play like a iniesta sort of-esque pass and he like just kicks it out of play and you're like mate what are you doing like no pressure whatsoever i'm like it was brilliant to watch, but um, yeah, he, his kicking was a bit off. But in fairness, give him credit; his, his handling and stuff were brilliant. Like he was making some cracking saves, and um, f- I said for his poor kicking, within about a minute, he kicked the ball out, and um, Rocky had a really good chance. He went through on, through on goal and um, put it narrowly wide. But in the form Rocky was in, Dave, he was always going to um, in the form he's been in this season. Really, he's always going to get a goal at one point or another on the night. Um, and his goal was a goal was a really well taken one. Really, it was um, into the past the keeper, and it was one where City were one 0 up with sixteen minutes on the clock. So um, massive credit to Rock, and I think that was his thirteenth goal of the season, Dave. I'm thinking correctly, so um, obviously massive, massive credit to him, and uh, well done, well done to, to City. And they were they had a couple of chances to maybe get get a second goal, Dave, but um, really against the run of play, really Beaconsfield equalised and I think it was just past the half hour mark and it was well it was weird so I, I described it as a stunner but I know a, a worldie from the edge of the box but um, past the keeper but um, Paul in his post-match interview said he, he knew football and basically said he completely it's a miskick really that's gone <laughs> yeah, I heard that, sliced yeah. it into the top corner so um, it's one of those where obviously Paul knows football far better than I do but um, it's one of those maybe from my point of view down the other end I looked at it and thought yeah, that's, a, that's a cracking strike but um, I know a few people have not only Paul I know a few people have said oh he's completely um, uh, sliced it so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll leave that up to um, interpretation but yeah it was uh, one all and then second half Dave we didn't really um, in my, we didn't really do enough to to perhaps try and to nick it we had a couple of chances here and then I think um we played. It was weird, Dave, because we played really, really good football on on that night. It was one where um, the Harrow Borough game, like what was it four days prior, we didn't. We were we were pretty poor. It must be said. We were, we didn't really create all that much, but we we managed to get the win. And on the on the Wednesday night, we played a lot better. And unfortunately, just couldn't find that that all in no, that goal we needed. Colin Opon came really close. Um, the new boy who. Um, obviously started against Harrow, came off uh, in that game and he he missed, he didn't start, like Tyler was back from injury on the Wednesday but Colin came in and uh, across came in, he's just to sort of tried to hit it and he's, um, his, his hit's gone wide so um, that was probably the best chance we really had to try and uh, to, to win the game but apart from that Dave we didn't really, um, I think 
I think Ryan Brad had a uh, like a cross um, cross turned shot that clipped the top of the crossbar. But apart from that, we we just struggled to really find that um, that that late winner, which we didn't get in the end, and we had to settle for a point. But um, it was one of those days where I think a, a few of the supporters and stuff leaving the ground were a bit disappointed with just a point. But you look at it and think, I think that shows how far this team's come and how far. Well, how well Truro are doing this season? When, like, I, I can tell you countless times. I'm sure you can as well. When you, you'd be happy if you, you'd leave the ground, you'd be happy if you got a point. But the fact we've um, we were we were disappointed with just the one was um, just goes to show how far we've come. But yeah, it was the unbeaten runs continued. Now, um, obviously, the game against Hamwell on Saturday was postponed, so it now means we've been we're undefeated for the first part of the season up up until Christmas. We we were undefeated at Belifo this season, so. Um, I think that shows how good how good Truro have been this year. Yeah, and the game, the home game that was due to be played Saturday at Hanwell, how early was that called off? Um, so there was a pitch inspection on the Friday evening, about six, uh, half six, seven o'clock. Um, Mark Senior is obviously, I believe that's his name, the referee um, based in Plymouth. He's actually a policeman, so they had to wait for him to finish his shift. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, it's one of those, so he finished his shift and thankfully no, no uh, late... Um, Call well, nothing, nothing <laughs> yeah, late call-outs or anything. So he was um, able to come up straight away and he, look, he looked at the pitch and stuff. And it was one where, I think, like most pitches in the region, Dave, I think it was just, you, you've, you've got to think about the safety of players and stuff. And obviously a frozen surface, you can't play on that. So um, it was, and it saved us. It, obviously, it made it easier for us and it made it a lot easier for Hamwell as well. Because mm. you've got to take those sort of um, incidents into account, really. Like, you've got teams travelling from, especially at Truro's level, you've got, like, it's bad enough, like, you know, Western League and um, stuff like that. But you look at it and think Truro's level. You've got Hamwell going to have to come from London and probably leave at, like, well, six or seven in the morning, you know what I mean? So it's, mm. um, it, you've got to make those decisions early and thankfully we did and we say we didn't waste anyone's time. Right. Okay, so Dorchester coming up this Saturday. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it is one of those. It's it's, get, it's weird, Dave, isn't it? This weather at the moment, it's, um, it's bitterly cold, but then you look at it one morning, there's no ice whatsoever. Next morning, it's covered in ice and um, it's crazy. But yeah, the the only positive with Dorchester, Dave, it is a plastic pitch. So I don't know. Uh. Again, I'm not really, I'm no expert in, um, uh, you know, pitches or anything, mm. but obviously it's one of those you'd like to think that I don't, obviously, it will probably will still freeze, but it's a chance where if it, there's no chance of it getting you know waterlogged or anything or um, stuff like that. So it's probably if if there is going to be a game this weekend, this is probably the best <laughs> best ground to go to. Really, it's a um, the Avenue Stadium in, in in Dorset, which is always a a great a great well, it's a great ground, and it's um, we always get a nice welcome up at Dorchester. So and for for once, Dave, I, I think I put it in the match preview. It's one of our most local games, which sounds crazy to a lot of people. Got trip to Dorset, but. Um, <laughs> For me, I'm looking at thinking I'm probably a bit of a lion on the Saturday morning if it's on. So, <laughs> so what um, what sort of time will you be leaving for Dorchester then? And it's I'm trying to think. Um, so I always do it in uh, perspective when we leave Exeter. So I'm, oh, I think right. Dorchester from Exeter is about two hours, give or take. Like probably say, a, it's like, not that long, it's is not it? Far. Really? No, that's I, right. I might be might be slightly less than that. So I reckon. I reckon probably leave Plymouth about ten, maybe half nine, ten o'clock, oh, and right. maybe, maybe might even be late. It's probably later than that, Dave. I'm just fit. I know Paul likes to get. Um, obviously, we, we get the coach at exit. I know he likes to get. Um, he likes a bit of a stop along route and. Um, like you know, just players can bond a bit, and like obviously we don't want to be late or rush or anything. So um, 
yeah, it might might be one of those. It might be after just after ten o'clock we leave. I don't know, but it's one of those. It's, it's a lot easier than you know the getting up at seven and stuff like that to yeah. to get to games. But I'm thinking about it actually. I was, it's definitely not going to be ten. I'm thinking from Exeter, it's definitely not going to be ten o'clock. Just um, just thinking that's what time we left to go to um, our last away game at Winchester, whenever it was. So um, yeah, definitely won't be. That might be a bit later than that. But um, <laughs> even so, Dave, I think it's um, going to be a lot easier than some of the recent recent trips. I know what was the the one before that we've been to met police recently that was quite a, a late one and um yeah we've been, been we haven't really had that many away games dave recently obviously something was three home games we had scheduled and yeah. um we got three away games so that was what was weird but the fixtures we got three away uh three home games in the month obviously we only played two and then hamwell was off and then we finished the month for three away games but none of those away games are, are, are particularly far which is kind of nice so mm. um i think the next one we've got is hendon on the 7th of january i think it's the next long distance one so it's not too bad yeah so dorchester saturday and then you're back up the same road i, I guess on the midweek aren't you yeah another trip up the 303 dave it's um it's one of those always an enjoyable road that one but um yeah we're gonna head off to uh pool town which um well, touch wood anyway, is, is the aim. It's never, uh, well, it's one of those, it's notoriously known for, it must be said, like there's a lot of called off games at that ground. So um, it'd be interesting to see whether that game's on or off. Um, it all depends on the weather, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, we always seem to go there midweek as well. I know we, it's obviously a rescheduled game. We were due to play them, uh, I think it was, was it October time? I think we were due to play them. That was postponed. Um in fact, no, it was last month. I think. It was November last month. They, it was due to play them, and they um they it got called off due to a waterlogged pitch, which was no surprise really. The weather was awful that week, so um it got rescheduled pretty quickly uh, for this week just before Christmas, which was nice. You want to try and get the games in, and um but yeah, it's one that's going to be touch and go with that one, I would imagine, um, with the weather. But fingers crossed, it is on, and then we can get another game and another trip down to to Dorset, which again is. It, it, it's not very far for us, Dave. Consider what we're used to, and for, for like a midweek game, it's it's not too bad. Um, both Paul and Dorchester, we've they're, they're, they've always been in and around this level, and they've always given us tough games. I know, I know, we beat Dorchester four uh, 0 earlier in the season at, at Belifo, but um, they, they, that you can't look into that. They're a, they're a good side, and I think I think they're mid table, only three points off the playoffs, so they're a very good side, and it's never an easy place to go there. And same with Paul, really. We had a um, Paul was a one all draw at Belifo in August again, um, a well fought game. It was end to end, really. Uh, I know we were a little disappointed not to win that game, even so. Um, but again, Paul, are just, I think they're just outside the playoffs, maybe in it, um, maybe fifth or something. So again, they're a, they're a side who are really. Um, a tough team to beat and I know they've got two strikers at Toby Holmes and Tony Lee who both seem to score goals for fun so um, yeah it's going to both are going to be really tough games but we're looking forward to them I'm, I'm sure yeah they will be tough games so it'll be interesting to see and, and hear from you as to how things go with those two what about the reserves um, not a lot of action uh, to talk about yeah obviously no no game last week but uh, yeah, they're going just just the one game this week, Dave, for them uh, coming up, and that's a, a, a tr- home to Mullion in the uh, St. Pyrrhon League. So um, I think I think John and the players will just be happy to get back on the pitch, really, and um, just try and get a game on. Really, again, it's going to be with the weather; it might be a bit touch and go. Um, mm. With I think that's going to be the case with a lot of games this weekend. So fingers crossed they can get a game on. No problems with calling any of the uh, games off for the under 18s because they haven't got any, have they? 
<laughs> there we go. Yeah, not um, again. We had scheduling system there from the uh, from the DGM league, but yeah, no schedule game again now, um, which is a bit weird. I, I think the next one's January, Dave, which is um, it's a bit it's a bit weird. Like they sort of just chop and change games here, here, there, and everywhere. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see when the next one is. <laughs> right. Well, well, we'll give you plenty of time to find out. Uh, and uh, for the moment, Cam, thanks very much. Bro, cheers, Dave. Yeah, it's a good couple opportunities this week, Deeks, isn't it, for, for City to get sort of six points in the bag before Christmas, mate, and, you know, a couple relatively shorter trips as well, mate, isn't it, to Dorset, as Cam was saying. Mm. So I think they'll be tough games, mate, but obviously Dorchester on the 3G, but, you know, City train on that and all Deeks, don't they? Used to, they usually play quite well, don't they, on the 3G? City actually Deeks, don't they? So I don't remember him losing that often on the old artificial pitches. Mm, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't remember him. I mean, Cam would know, mate, but I think they usually play quite well on the old 3G. So fancy him to beat Dorchester, mate. I think Paul might be a bit harder, Deeks might, in it, but, mm. but still no reason they can't get six points from those two, mate, is there? No, really? that's right. I... Cam wasn't exactly uh, sounding confident about that midweek game, was he, against Poole? So, uh, no. um, I think rain is forecast, isn't it, after the weekend, Sunday, Monday. So, um, if, it, yeah. if it goes east, that game might be in trouble. But, um, but Yeah, true. But as you say, nice, be handy to get six points. Western Supermare, obviously, still there on top, uh, one point ahead of Truro on 47 points. Truro on 46, they've both played... Same number of games, and they've got to be careful about the third place Chesham as well, haven't they? Really, they seem to be uh, doing all right, yeah. So it's a bit getting a bit tighter at the very top, yeah. I think you mentioned Chesham last week, Deeks, didn't you? You know, they are, yeah, yeah it's definitely a three all sort of race, mate, isn't it? There's a bit of a gap then, isn't there? But mm. definitely those three, I think, Deeks, isn't it? You've got to keep your eye on them, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, okay, yeah. Right, well, that's the uh, Southern League. We cover all the leagues from Southern League uh, Premier South down because Truro in at level three. Then we got, what, level five, isn't it? Tool Station Western League, just the Premier Division. Yeah. Um, and a full, well, full programme of fixtures coming up. But um, there were games last Saturday, weren't there, to talk about? Yeah, a couple of digs, weren't there? A couple made it, mate, made the old... Uh... Jack Frost, mate. I think, like Phil was saying, mate, it, it was, you know, two games in the same sort of area. One it with Alston and Falmouth both getting their games on, mate, weren't they? Mm. So, you know, everyone else was sort of frosted off, Deeks. But good point for Alston, mate, against Buckland, Deeks. You know, they're, they're going well, aren't they? So, 11th goal of the season for Ricky Shepard, mate. He's, he's still a bit behind Bokes, mate, on 96, isn't he? But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is that still is that still showing his 96 on full there, time Deeks, yeah I, ch- I checked it before we come on mate yeah he's still there he's still did there. not realise so, that but um... no crazy isn't it it's been there about two weeks Deeks isn't it oh, yeah it's got to be no that's right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably no one knows how to correct it. I expect. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he might be on it all season. But, um... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so um, Helston one all against Buckland and um, Falmouth yeah. five four against Barnstall. Yeah. And you Brilliant. ever taken a ever taken a last minute penalty to, to decide the game wrapper or not? Yeah, I have actually, Deeks. I've had a few. Yeah, Touchwood, Touchwood. They've all been all right, mate. 
I was lucky on one of them, mate. What game was that? I hit the inside of the post, hit the keeper on the back and went in. 96 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, right. that, I think that was for Barrow mate. <laughs> I totally topped, totally topped the penalty, mate. It was rubbish. Hit the inside of the post and hit him on the back. Yeah, that was... But yeah, all the other ones have gone all right, uh, touch wood, because right. I think I've probably had half a dozen but yeah 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 it's, um, we enjoy the penalty though Deeks to me they're not they're not for everyone mate are they you've got there's a certain type of player that's got to take the pen mate isn't it yeah so, well I'll tell you what we'll do we'll we'll find out why Tom and Neer ended up taking the penalty and how he approached it here's the Falmouth the Falmouth Town defender uh, after their well talking about their 5-4 win at home last Saturday against Barnstable now then Tom Anir, had to get you on the podcast this week after what happened last Saturday? Well, yeah, 5-4, four, well, 4-1 up. Well, looks quite comfortable. And then 20 minutes of madness, getting it back to 4 all, And then, well, 92nd minute, <laughs> we get a penalty. Barner's off, Braven's off, Nixon's off. <laughs> um, I looked round toward him and went, who's, who's taking this one? And he went, I've got no clue. I've I've just gone up. I've taken them before, um, gone up, put the ball down and put it in the back of the net. So how long was there to go after that then? Uh, I believe that was in the 92nd minute. So there was a couple minutes left, whatever the ref added on after that. Right. Now, 4-1 up... And then it got back to four all. So was that because of your defensive frailty or were they just suddenly, did Barstable just suddenly turn it on? Um, and you're a defender, so tell the truth. Yeah, I, I can't be careful, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so they obviously they had Stu Bauer up front for, he played an hour and then he went off and then it was 4-1. And then they put on two strikers. I think one was six foot two, one was six foot four. And they just started putting long ball after long ball in. I think they were dealing with the, the initial ball. It's just the, the second ball that they were picking up and then it was just falling to them and they were finishing everything in the second half. I, I'm assuming you haven't played in too many 5-4 games? Uh, no, I can't, I can't remember being in any 5-4s, especially me scoring a winning goal in a 5-4. <laughs> Ah oh, right, no, that would be uh, that would be uh, uh, pretty good if you'd played in you know a few five fours and you'd scored the winner in on each occasion. <laughs> but but to go four one up, let's be fair. Uh, what was it one all at half time, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So did did you did you have any sort of inkling that it was going to be ending up nine goals or was one all? You know, was it fairly tight in the first half? Um, I would say if a neutral watched the game, we could have gone in 3-1 half-time. Um, we had Ollie Walker one side, Nixon the other side. They were just like, destroying both their, both their full-backs. They were playing a high line and anyone that's watched us play knows that we have pace up front. Um, they didn't seem to change the way they played and then second half, we started scoring like... I think we've been doing it for most of the most of the season. We've been creating chances, just not been able to score the goals. And mm. Braben back through the middle, like that extra bit of pace. I think it kind of helped on Saturday. And I can't, I, I couldn't believe it when I looked just now. But actually, 
Saturday. It was Luke's first league goals of the season. Oh, I, did, I didn't know that either. I, I knew he went on a, a bit of a barren spell towards the beginning because he was on holiday a bit, so he wasn't available. But yeah, to find out that was his first league goals, that's, that's a bit surprising myself. Yeah, you've even got as many as him now. Well, I've got the same as Barner as well, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with them. Tim's running, Tim's scoring all the goals and running the show at the minute. Uh, that's because he's got a good sponsor. That's why. But, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this penalty. So you looked at Wardy. Wardy looked at you. How quickly did it end up with you picking the ball up to take it? Then were there? Surely, was there anyone that wanted to take it, or did they all sort of look down at the ground and think, "I'm not, you know, I'm not looking up in case they suggest I want to take it." I think it was more the latter. Um, so our midfield three and front three—I don't think there was anyone over the age of 23. <laughs> right. So me being one of the more experienced players, I think it kind of it fell to me to take it. Right. So you had no. You had no sort of second thoughts. It sounds as if you, you know, you were up for it. Uh, now, I, I've seen Westy suggested that he was expecting you to blast it. I must admit, I would have, as well, if I was there watching it, I would have thought you were going to, you know, break the net. But it wasn't to be, was it? No, I think with the weather, the, the pitch was a bit, a bit wet on top. And if I ran at it and tried to hit it as hard as I think I could, I think I could have slipped, could have. Could have gone wide, could have gone over. So I think just just hard and low and then trust myself that I could put it away. <laughs> uh, if only Harry Kane had been watching you, eh? Well, yeah, he's he's not too bad himself for that one. On Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the end, it ended up 5-4 to Falmouth. And and actually what, what's tended to be forgotten is that it was actually a good three points, wasn't it? Against a side that if you're looking at the league table... We're a few places above you, so it, it was a good home win. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've, I think Westy and like everyone's, we've prided ourselves on our home form. Um, last season, we lost one game that was to St Blasey, but even over the last four or five years, there's not many teams that have come to Bickland and like blew us off the park and outplayed us we we love playing at home obviously we've got the F Troop um, they're always behind us and it just kind of spurs us on um, yeah Barnsville obviously Southern League last season dropped down brought in brought in a couple of players but like, like I said whenever we play at home we, we fancy ourselves against everyone mm. but as you say goals I don't know why but I mean I watched um I've watched a couple of games down there this season and it looks as if, you know, getting a goal was hard work, to be honest. It, you know, it wasn't for the lack of trying. It just wasn't happening, was it? Yeah, like, like I said earlier, um, we've created chances. We In training, we've worked on like the way we want to move the ball, how we want to get it into the box. We're doing all those things on a Saturday and the ball is not going in the back of the net. I think even from like set pieces, you look at it like Wardy had 13 last season. <laughs> and this season, I don't, I don't think he scored yet. No. He's in the bar, he's had him cleared off the line. Just, just one of those things at the minute. So anyway, no need to worry. You won five four and a terrific win. Western League. What's the sort of as a defender? What do you find? You know, is the main difference between what you've been used to over the last couple of seasons? 
Um, I think like the way we played last season, we were we were like the favourites, so everyone was talking about us. So teams came and tried to defend, tried to not lose against us. Whereas now in this league, everyone can beat everyone. Like Malzo, I think they're third. Played Canesham last week, won three two. We drew with Canesham. They're bottom of the league, but then they—it's a weird position for them because I don't think they are the worst team in the league. <laughs> um, we come up against a lot of big strikers. Um, teams look to go back to front quite quickly. Um, on Saturday, Barnes were exactly the same. I think we played three five two, played a high line, and just just try to play it into Stubak as fast as they can. Um, I don't think that's the way we play. I think I think we try to get it wide, use what we've got. We've got pace up front and I think that's the biggest difference that we're, we're the ones trying to play football but everyone else seems to just go long, I think. Mm. Uh, has Westy sort of changed the, the style as the season, you know, as you've got into the, you know, the season in the Western League? Is he sort of always looking to revamp it slightly or what um yeah i think i think you need to step in up you need a different idea a different way if if obviously we play 433 everyone knows that if 433 doesn't work we've been trying different things we tried 352 um and other other things and 352 it does work when when we're struggling to break teams down we can go 352 put two strikers on We've obviously got Charlie Edney, um, who started the season very well, stepping up, which is, what, two leagues. Obviously, he was with our reserves last season. Mm. Um, and it's good to have that squad depth that we can change it around and we're not stuck in, in one way. You mentioned um, the midfield and, and forwards that were left on the pitch this Saturday were no one over 23. Uh, I hate to say it, but you must feel like an old man inside, mustn't you? Yeah, so you've got... So on Saturday... Barnsley obviously in goal, uh, then me and Wardy. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, we we do seem quite old in that team now. <laughs> experience, that's what it is. Experience. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you're in the top ten now. You've got a couple games, or you've got games in hand against some of the teams up above you. Um, what would be a good season for Falmouth, as far as you're concerned? Um, yeah, like you said, we, we have got games in hand on the teams around us. Um, not saying we're going to win them. If we picked up a couple of draws and a couple of wins, that puts us to like seventh, um, like Helston are in that area. So obviously, there's always a... Everyone talks about Falmouth and Helston being a little battle. Obviously, they've got a years more experience than us, but I believe top seven is, is something that we can break our way into. Um We've obviously had a few months now at, at Western League. We just need to be a bit more streetwise, I believe. So yeah. that'll come with that'll come with the experience of playing. Obviously, we've got some young lads in in the team that've come in from Tro reserves. But no, I believe that top seven is something that we can seriously look at. And lots of young talent as well. I mean, Cam Hutchison. He looks a, a very tidy player, doesn't he? Yeah, he's very good. Um, very good on the ball. We obviously got Swanee that came in from um, Troy Reserves. Caden, uh, who was the captain there. The the players that Wesley's brought in are, are very good footballers and they're eager to learn. And they're they're, they're good to have around the the team. 
Interesting when obviously the news broke out last week that Jack Bray Evans was leaving. Everyone was thinking, uh, you know, he's got to bring in West. He's got to bring in a, a big name signing, but he's actually been the reverse of that so far this season, hasn't he? And uh, you mentioned the youngsters coming in, very risky, but it seems to be now coming good, doesn't it? Yeah, like obviously last season Jack scored. I don't know what he finished on thirty something goals, but he came in. He came in late to the season and. Before he came in, we were we were scoring goals. If you looked at us beginning of last season, you wouldn't have said, "Family need a goal scorer." No. I think it surprised everyone actually at the time when he brought him in. Yeah, but but Jack Jack's good at what Jack's good at, and he gives us a different dimension. Obviously, he's moved on to Malzo. He had his own reasons for doing that, but obviously, we've got Braven, we've got Nixon, Ollie Walker, Charlie Edney, um, Ollie Pickup. We've we've got a lot of options up there that were not left short. Bit of a tough week though last week, wasn't it, for uh, for Falmouth Town Football Club with the uh, well, firstly Jack Bray Evans leaving, uh, and then as well Charlie Davis stepping down as coach. That to me came as a bit of a surprise, uh, probably a bigger surprise. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like obviously we had the news about Jack. It was a, a week ago today, I think it it was that he went across to Malzo, and then Charlie was a, a couple of days later, which it might have been better that they would done at the same time hmm. um, so you're not like um, stuck with losing one and then a couple of weeks later someone else is leaving whereas now we can we can start afresh um, Wesley said on Saturday that this is the squad obviously we've got enough in there um, I'm, I'm sure Wesley is going to ask for some help obviously it's a lot for him to do on his own but we've got enough experience in the squad with Wardy um, Barner Nixon they're all like teachers and they've all all done that um, coaching side so we've got plenty in there to help with that side and uh, how many years have you been at Falmouth now um, 2016 was when I joined um, yeah joined from Newquay um, Jordan and myself came over and then I had 18 months at Tavistock um, oh, yeah. over Covid time but I've, I've played about 170 games now for Falmouth and uh well, no regrets on the move. Obviously, you picked up a bit of silverware along the way. Yeah, obviously, it was uh, when when I was at Tabby. Um, I wanted to challenge myself then. And then, obviously, COVID hit and travelling was a lot harder, doing it on my own. So then I, I got in contact with Charlie and Westy and then came back to Falmouth and not had a bad run back at Falmouth since I've been back. Right. I'm touching wood so that that uh, doesn't uh, get spoiled or jinxed. So it's on the Buckland Saturday. Now, again, that's not going to be an easy game, is it? No, Buckland are a very good good team. We played them last season in the Vars. It was 2-1. They've got a great set up there. Dan, I know Dan from when he's at Launceston. Um, He's got a a good team there. Obviously, Farkins at the back, Nick Milton at the back. So yeah, it will be a tough one, but something that we're we're looking forward to. We like we like a nice away day up there. <laughs> right. Well, enjoy it anyway, Tom. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And if there's a penalty in the last minute, we know who's going to be taking it. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to push Braben off him now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dave. Cheers. Yeah, Tom and here there, Farmer Town. Um, now, the hero last Saturday, rapper. have you seen the penalty that he took? 
Yeah, excellent, mate. Excellent penalty, mate. Um, he's a great lad, Tom Dixon. I've, I've actually known him, mate, since he was a bump and his mum traced his stomach things. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I've seen the old mate then. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. He was a bump. But right, OK. He was, he was a bump, mate. Yeah. So I followed it. Well, I followed Tom and Jordan's career, mate, you know, quite a lot. And, you know, he strikes a lovely ball, Tom does, Diggs, doesn't he? You know, he was a, couldn't think of anyone better, really, Diggs, to take a crucial sort of penalty like that, mate. I mean, like we just said, penalty, yeah, some really good players that can't take a pen, Diggs, isn't it? They're, they're not for everyone, mate, are they? They, you know, I think it takes a sort of karma type of person sometimes Diggs and and Tom's pretty experienced these days mate and he and yeah took it lovely Diggs didn't he yeah never in doubt to- totally surprised me though I was expecting to see him blast it and um you know just calmly sides foots it into the corner of the net and well three points yeah. but uh, it must have been hairy though must it 4-1 up back to 4-all cool, yeah. last minute penalty it was all happening there wasn't it yeah, yeah, because I get I get sort of texts, mate. You know, updates from me, me old mate Nigel Wilkes, mate. You know, he's been behind the goal with, with all the F trip, mate. Nigel's been watching Farmer for well fifty years, mate. I reckon, and uh, Nigel keeps me updated, Diggs. And you know, like saw four one, I thought, oh yeah, excellent. You know, I was home here watching the World Cup. To be honest, mate, on Saturday I didn't go anywhere in the end, Diggs. But but um, and I was getting Nigel's updates. I thought, oh, great result that, you know, against them, and then. Yeah, within about 10 minutes, Deeks, it was 4 all, mate, wasn't it? I thought, what the hell? What the hell's going on here? But, um, but yeah, good old Tom, mate, come up with a good mate, didn't he? And a, a good three points for town, that, mate, isn't it, against them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that uh, moves them up a couple of places in the table, doesn't it? Up to 10th place. So, um, yeah, that was Not good. 10, yeah. Yeah, good news uh, all around after a bit of a bit of a hairy well a few days leading into the game wasn't it with the yeah. Jack Bray Evans going and, and Charlie Davis st- stepping down and uh, I would imagine it uh, took a lot of pressure off uh, Westy's shoulders to, as such wasn't it a win like that yeah yeah I think you're right yeah Wesley would have probably had a smile mate wouldn't he obviously you know like you see Charlie going that week and, and, and like JBE mate you know great striker like that leaving and and then you score five goals, mate. You know, you think, it's weird, isn't it? You wouldn't. It? I think I had it down as a one-all. You know, I thought it was. What, what do I know about me old club things? But, but yeah, great result, mate. And obviously, Brabo, you know, moving up front in in the middle, like scored a couple of goals as well. So it'll be and Nixie, mate, the, the man you sponsor, mate. Nixie had a couple as well, didn't he? Top scorer, great season, top Nixie, scorer, yeah, yeah. Great season next he's having Have you seen his well, header? Yeah, I was gonna say that's he can't yeah, he, yeah. does he score many with his head? I would say no, I don't know. No, I can't remember Nixie getting too many with his head, mate. Obviously he's been a bit of a free kick king, hasn't he, this season? Recently, but, yeah, that's right. Um, can't remember too many with his head, but but yeah, yeah, brilliant season for him, mate. And Tim looking all right, mate, isn't they? They sort of climbed up the table quite nicely, mate. Slipping up there quietly, Diggs, aren't they? Yeah. Slipping up there quietly. Yeah. So, Farmer Town, 10th place. Torport, 18th. Millbrook, 12th. Helston, 6th. Maisel, 4. And Saltash, 1 or 1st. Everything's looking rosy at Saltash, isn't it? Crikey, Diggs. Well done, mate. Proper professional, mate, leading up to this, mate. Yeah, I, I, well, shock, Diggs. Um, great interview, by the way, mate. We're, we're all going to hear in a minute, Diggs. We're cracky. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, well, should we talk about it after? Or, or yeah, let, let's, or, let's hear from Shane yeah. first of all. Uh, thanks very much to Shane Crack for uh, having a quick chat with me uh, Wednesday afternoon when um, it was still pretty quiet about um, him stepping down, uh, him resigning. And so when I tried to get in touch with him, I did just like to check that he had definitely uh, resigned and uh, he had. So he uh, spoke to me for the podcast. Here he is. Well, well. Firstly, Shane, thanks for coming back on the podcast. Yeah, no problem, Dave. Didn't no, expect it to be as quick. But it was. No, the uh, the previous occasion we spoke, you were well just at the start of the season. You're looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, the preseason had gone well. Now, during the season, halfway through the season, you're top of the table, in with a good shout of promotion. But uh, I have to say, this week comes the shock news that you've resigned. Yeah, yeah. It's a shock to me, to be honest, Dave. Fairly shocked. Um, it's not for me. I won't go into details. I'm not a type of fella to drag things for the laundry. It's just, we just had different ambitions, Dave. Where, how I see that, how I want my players to strive for success in promotion. And I just think the club, you know, it's not to their faults either. Let me add that. It isn't to their, it's to their fault. It's just, I just don't think they've got resources or they've got no strategic plan to move forward. Um, and for me, I've, oh, as you know, where I'm on my sleeve and I can't look at the white to my players' eyes every Saturday and Tuesday, asking them to give me honesty, give me hard work, when there could be no prize at the end of it. So for me, for me, I, I didn't like what I heard, and you know, and we're all different characters. Danny's obviously he's got a long affiliation with the club, where well, I haven't. Um, I've just got a short attachment to the players, which which is a, it's a strong attachment. But I always I always go with my gut, Dave, and my gut it's give me a good feeling, to be honest. But surely this um, would have been something that would have been discussed in the summer, wouldn't it? That uh, I mean, I, I always get the impression yeah, you're a winner, yeah. so you would want to, yeah. to you know get what you can. Yeah, you you bang on, Dave. Listen, I, you know my I think our success has probably been to our detriment. To be honest, that's the reality. And they, whether they were, um, whether they thought we would have got to where we were, you know, at the stage of halfway through, and we did say we'd speak about it halfway through, which is which we have. And I just think they're really worried as a football club. And listen, I suppose they have every right to, Dave. They have every right to be worried. Um, and I get it. I understand it. I just don't want to be part of it. That's it. I want to be part of a club, but. Even if I got told something at the start of the season um, that there was a plan going forward, if we gained promotion, or if, you know, it's a big if, Dave. There's a long way to go. Mm. Um, that we had a chance to fulfil it, and we had a chance to to maybe be successful in the league above and cut our teeth against you know some big clubs up there. From what you're saying, then the, the club aren't ambitious enough to step up to the Southern League. I think that listen, they know they got no choice to take promotion. I don't think that's the case. Um, so I don't think that's the case. I just think the resources in place, Dave, yeah, would probably dictate that, if I'm honest. So you're top of the table at the moment. So is it almost as if they want you to slow down and, and, and not... No, no, nah, 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 they didn't say that. Listen, they didn't say that. and They're not saying that. It's just the reality is if... I dread to think if we, if, if, you know, and I hope they win the league. Let me add that. I hope they do when they win the league. And I hope they, I hope they do 
getting promotion, but I I wouldn't be confident if they gain promotion of what resources they would have going forward. Okay, so you win, so you win the league. Obviously, well, like any manager, you would want to know that you're going to have a, a, well, perhaps a bigger budget or a bigger purse to, to choose from for next season. Is that more the issue? Yeah, it was a bit of everything, Dave. Like I said to you, I'm not going to be going into nitty details. In. No, no. There's a few things I could disclose, and I'm not going to do that because it's unfair. All I'll say is it just won't work for me, Dave. I'll listen to it, and um, it wasn't much for me moving forward. I want to be at a club where I know I can take them as far as I can possibly take them, um, and I didn't get that feeling yet. I'm an ambitious man, Dave, and like I said to you, I've been fortunate enough to have been around winning dressing rooms for years after, after year after year. Um, <clears throat> and maybe I'm a little bit spoiled, but I'm not going to change my ways for no one, Dave. So as soon as you uh, had the meeting, you decided to step down, did you? That must yeah, have come yeah. as a bit of a shock yeah. to to the board. Yeah, I called it a day there and then, to be honest. I knew my feelings, so I walked out, and then that was it, Dave. It was... Um, it was uh, it was definitely the curtains there and then. No chance you might change your mind or that they. Nah, no, 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 no. There's no. Nothing's going to change, Dave. Nothing will ever change. Where I don't see any. Um, like I said, I didn't get no strategic plan put in front of me. There was no. There was no plan B, no plan C. Um, I didn't see any of that. So, listen. I get football clubs. It's a bad time at the minute. Football clubs to generate money. Mm. I understand that. I understand all of it. Um, but you know me and Danny did bring our own sponsorship money into the football club um, and we did also add to the budget ourselves oh, right. so we, didn't, we, we never asked for no top ups um, and you know it's just in the end things things were done badly what's going to happen to the sponsors that you brought in are they going to stick they'll with stay. the club they'll yeah. stick with the club good. they'll stick with the mission I wouldn't allow that to happen good not, good that's nothing to do with the lads. Yeah. Um, I'll never allow that to happen. But, you know, that's, that's football, Dave. As you know, mate, you've been around it for years and years. Yeah. That is football. The timing for the players on the pitch, the timing couldn't come worse, could it really? I mean, on oh, Saturday, Saturday, you've got oh. Bridgewater. Yeah, I went and addressed them last night before they had training. Um, and I had a quick matter with them and just, just to say, me see your letters and sorry, really. Um, but put them into the picture for my opinion um, and then that was it Dave I nipped off and I just hope like I said to you I said, me and Danny obviously we speak a lot still um, I just said I hope you keep the lads together and go and win the league because the lads deserve it Do you understand they've grafted their ass off they've put themselves in the top position and I hope they get over the line yeah because I mean it's been a fantastic season really hasn't it so far been superb, Dave. Honestly, Dave, I'll, better I've than what you expected. Yep, yep, I agree. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. Me, Danny, and Lee have loved it. I've loved working with the lads. I've loved everything about it. Everything about it. And um, it's been absolutely superb. Um, and listen, I, I was gutted it stopped straight up. Mm. I was gutted it's finished, and I'll be honest, yeah, I was. But at the same time, I've got to always go with what I believe in, Dave. So, what happens to Shane Crack now then? Oh, listen, it's incredible. So I suppose he'll wait for his phone to ring and <laughs> see what see what offers come in and, and go from there. I'm not disgruntled with management. I just want to work with a chairman and just want to work with a football club that wants to be ambitious and kick on. 
mm. and wants to win. That first and foremost wants to win. That's the that's the most important thing. When we when we spoke in the summer and um, this was really your first go at, uh, at managing a, a men's side as such, has yeah. it been as you expected? What's been yeah. the, the biggest sort of issues player wise? The, the, the issues the issues has been the fact that me and Danny have done absolutely everything from arranging our own kit to arranging training regimes, facilities, paying for our own training. Um, it's opened my eyes up to management. I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> what me and Danny's done in seven weeks days is absolutely unbelievable. Obviously, I've been very spoiled as a player, as you know, at some of the clubs I've been at. Um, and I want more lads to have exactly the same feeling. So me and Danny took it upon ourselves to give them the best we could possibly give them. Um, and it was me and Danny doing it all. Do you understand? Mm. Um, we've had to do the absolute lot. Cleaning our kit, putting it in the club, um, getting our own gear. It was, honestly, it's crazy. I could give you a list as long as we are. Um, and it opened my eyes up, Dave. It really did. But do you know what? I quite liked it. Yeah. It, um, we quite liked it because it, you cut your teeth and you're learning everything. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that you've had to do quite so much as, you know, I expected it to be purely managing the players, getting a team out every oh, every game. And, I and would, Dave, honestly, I would give my, honestly, I was going to say something rude then, <laughs> I would give my right arm um, to be able to say that, that I could just turn up and be a football manager. That ain't the case. Right. That is not the case. So it's opened your eyes up a little bit, isn't it? By, by the size yeah, that of it. is massively. Listen, that is non-league football management, though. Yeah. But I yeah. still would suggest that is, you know, I get that, um, but I must admit it was it was a lot. Me and Danny's done a lot. So, by the sounds of it, you, you, you said you know your phone's on, you're waiting for a call. So you, this isn't going to be such a bad experience that it's going to kill you off forever, is it? We no, we need listen, people like you in the game. Yeah. Listen, I've had a good experience in management. I've been in it seven months. I've said that. Listen, I've had some lovely texts, phone calls, and I've had a few offers. But the reality is, listen, I'll wait and see and listen see how I feel. And listen, I'm not disgruntled with management. I've just, sometimes you, you just pick the wrong situation, Dave. That's it. Yeah. What's been your best moment so far this season then? Um, it's been a few. It's been a few. Um, listen, we were very good at home to Mosul. That was a big game. Um We've had a lot of comebacks, as you know. We've come back with a few comebacks. Yeah. Um, Last-minute winners. So we've had quite a few. Dave, there's been a few, to be honest. There has, so I can't really give one. But the, the most enjoyable thing was taking a bunch of players at the start of pre-season with Danny. Half the boys didn't really believe in themselves. Half the boys have never had a league winner's medal. Half the lads didn't know how good they could be. And I feel me and Danny stuck that into them. The lads have absolutely listened to everything we've said. They've worked their asses off um, and we've put them into a position where I can give them the best opportunity to go and win the league. So certainly good enough to win it? Oh, 100%. Listen, 100%. I think individually, individually, I think our squad's as strong as anyone's. Um, Tom Mattel, I think I said it's a three-horse race. It's Bridgewater and Mazo. I think I predicted that to you at the start yeah. of the year, didn't I? Yeah, you did mention those two, yeah. Yeah, I did. And like I said to you, though, um, it's going to be a three-horse race. And like I said to you, I just wish our lads the very best of luck. Well, thanks for um, talking to us, Shane. It's uh, 
No. I wish it was under better sort of circumstances as such. Um, do, do you know what's going to happen on Saturday? Then Presumably it's Danny staying with the club or what? Yeah, yes, and I, I can't talk for Danny. No, no. Um, I think he'll... Um, I think he'll stay and I think he should stay he's got, like I said his affiliation with clubs long standing um, and like I said to you he kind of brought me in as the club to go in and obviously run it with him so it's kind of his gig if you know what I mean Dave mm. um, and that's how it is mate like I said to you I think everything will be fine listen if they win Saturday today's news will be tomorrow's chip paper <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. They'll say, yeah. who's Shane Crack? We exactly. didn't need him. I, I hope they do as well, to be fair. I hope they do. <laughs> so you won't be there watching? No, I don't think I'll be allowed in the turnstile. I don't think they'll ban me. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, look, it's been great. Well, I was going to say it's been great talking to you, but um, not quite under the, the, the circumstances we would have wanted. But now you can have a quiet Christmas, can't you? Listen, Dave, there'll be a few beers like Christmas time, let me tell you. Ah, that's good. I like to hear that. Okay. Thanks very much, Shane. No worries, Dave. You take care. Cheers, pal. Your Cornish Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, Deeks, you know, thanks to Cracky for coming on, mate, innit? Straight away. Yeah. Really nice of him. Yeah, and we all know what he's like, mate. Top blow. Cracky mate, any great career? What a player, mate! You know, wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's honest as the days long, Dick, isn't he? So, you know, massive winner, mate, isn't he? And to think, you know, for him, mate, to to think there's no prize at the end of all that hard work, mate. You know, I'm surprised, really. You know, I'm not surprised. I should say he can't sort of sort of stomach that situation, really, Deeks, if, if that's the case, mate. You know, could, you know, Crackers, he's a proud man, mate, and he just look at the way he played the game himself, mate, and he won't settle for second best, mate, will he, or, or any limitations. So I think, you know, I think Shane will be getting plenty of phone calls anyway, Deeks, won't he? And don't think he'll be sitting around too long, mate, in football down this way, mate. And, you know, well done to Cracky and, and Danny, really, for what they've, they've achieved so far this season, mate, really, isn't it? You know, top of the league. And um, I loved his chip paper one, mate, didn't you? <laughs> yes, that was the best best part of it. Yeah, that's right. Maybe, yeah. maybe Hoot that did. So, uh, but as he said, yeah, Soldash win on Saturday yeah. and everyone will, well, yeah. will everyone have forgotten the fact that he's still yeah. down? I don't know. I don't know. Soldash, no. they, they had a change of manager in the summer. Um, mm. There was a little bit of I don't know, discussion about, you know, what was going on there. There's discussion about what's going on on this occasion as well. Um, obviously, Shane mm. felt um, uh, strong enough about it to, to stand down. Um, I, let's be fair, I have invited Sotash or someone to represent Sotash to come onto the podcast this week, uh, but uh, they've pol- politely declined. They haven't got the time to do it. Um so we don't know from their side what the story is, but second team manager resigned a few weeks ago as well. Yeah. I don't know. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? What What is happening at the club? Yeah. Let's be fair. They're one of the biggest clubs in the county, aren't they? Oh, for sure, Dick. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. You know, like like you say, you look at history and everything, and 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 now today, you know, I mean, they are definitely one of the biggest clubs in the county, and. I, I, yeah, like you said, Dick. I like Salt Ash, Dick. So you know, I wouldn't want to say 
too much about you know bad about him. But you you got to wonder, mate, haven't you? The last six months, really, like you said, the reserve team manager going and like controversy with Dane in the summer and now Cracky, you know, he's got his principles and, you know, he's an honest bloke, mate, isn't he? And, and you know, obviously he didn't like what was being said about next season, mate. So, I don't, I don't know, I don't like to say this about an individual, mate, but do you, do you think like Cracky might have been too big for the club, mate? Ooh. For Salt Ash? Mm. Cracky too big for Salt Because he is a well-known name, isn't he, around Ear Deeks and everyone sort of respects him, don't they? And, you know, he's a great guy. I don't know anyone that can say a bad thing about him, really. Like, he's such a top bloke, great career, great player. Um, you know, is he is he sort of, you know, bigger than sort of Ash, maybe, mate? Bigger than their ambitions, maybe? Well, I don't know about bigger than... Um, I think it may have been a surprise to the club, perhaps, as to how well... Sodash are doing on the pitch yeah. and so it's a it, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago there will come a time when there's a lot of clubs that cannot actually take promotion because they're afraid mm. of what they've got to do to sustain it and um, has you know mm. ha, did Sodash think Shane was going to do so well as as he has done. I mean, it's Shane and Danny Lewis, obviously. It's, it's a joint managership. So yeah. Yeah. it may be that um, they've perhaps done in one season what Sordash management or board thought yeah. they might have been three or four seasons. Who knows? I mean, well, as I said, they haven't been uh, able to come on and, and have a chat to us about it. So we don't know what their aspirations are. But it does sound that the general feeling is that it's a... Uh, a lack of ambition from the club, and therefore uh, it must put the players. Um, they must really now have a have a rethink, mustn't they? As to do they want to be with a club yeah. like that? And one one hopes that yeah. if they're on any sort of um, I don't know bonuses for getting promotion or whatever, you, you know, one hopes that everything's all right on that front. Um, but it's definitely. Uh, Shane's felt strong enough about it to stand down and, uh, well, as he said, his phone probably is going to be pretty busy over the next uh, couple of weeks. But he's going to have a good Christmas, isn't he? Yeah, that's true, mate. Probably not a bad time of the season, you know, <laughs> if you're going to step away. You know, at least Cracky can have a few drinks, mate, isn't he? Because Christmas is, you know, busy time for football, isn't it, usually, mate? So at least yeah. he can... But yeah, it does seem a shame. And I remember when we spoke to him in the summer, you know, and and he was, you know, really enthusiastic about the job, wasn't he? And, you know, I mean, he said about, you know, he, him and Danny, you know, brought in some sponsors themselves as well. I mean, didn't they? They top the budget mm. up and yeah. got a really good, comp- yeah, you know, put a lot of work in himself, mate. And, you know, got a really competitive squad. Well, more than competitive squad, mate, the top of the league, didn't they? So, you know, done a fantastic job getting. You know, a lot of players would have would have signed because it because it's Shane, mate, wouldn't they? You know, a lot. You know, probably a dozen of the squad would probably signed just because it was cracky. Like so, yeah, it's going to be interesting, mate. I suppose like Shane said, you know, Danny's going to stay on because he's got that affiliation with Salt Ash, isn't he? So, sort of watch his space, really, mate, in it. But just a, just a shame, you know, that sort of 
you know, Cracky's not in in uh, you know football anymore. Maybe I'm sure it won't be long before he is. Deeks, to be honest, mate, yeah. he's a great bloke. And he's yeah, a great guy. that's right. And again, thanks to Shane for coming on. Um, the invitation yeah. is there for Saltash United to uh, come on next week if they want to uh, to talk about their their future hopes and uh, situation. In the meantime, they are top of the league. We mustn't forget that. And it's a really big game coming up this Saturday for them, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It couldn't be any bigger, could it? <laughs> <laughs> no. I bet. Yeah. The, I bet the Bridgewater yeah. camp are, uh, you know, listening or watching in, wondering what is yeah. happening at Solash. Is it going to make their game on Saturday tougher, or is it going to make it easier okay. because there's disruption there? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think they'll probably look at it and and be sort of pleased about it. I think they so they bit of disruption in the mm. in the camp before a top two game like that. Maybe I yeah. think they'll be happy. Don't yeah, they will be happy. And also, you know, I'm already hearing that there might be a couple of players that are a bit concerned about what's going on. They're, they're thinking about playing for someone else, which I think is yeah. actually I think is absolutely daft. They're top of the table. They should stick together. Yeah and do the business at Saltash, actually do it for Shane almost. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, don't argue with that. Deeks, that's a good point, mate, really, isn't it? Just to prove his point, really, mate, isn't it? Really, just to, yeah, yeah, I think, um, I think that'd be good for, yeah, it'd be good if they could stick. Who would want to leave a top-of-the-table team anyway, Deeks? You know, I'd, well, you think you do it, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, got massive respect for the manager and that, mate. But, you know, I'm sure Cracky wouldn't want them to sort of all, like, leave, you know, this mm. man, mate, would he? He's done a lot of hard work sort of getting it all together, hasn't he? So, yeah. I'll t- you know. tell you what, though. If players do leave a top-of-the-table side, then there is something worse than what we know from outside as such. Something going on at the yeah. club which isn't quite right. Um, so... Watch this space, I guess, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. in the meantime, they have got big game. Yeah, Bridgewater at home on Saturday. A two o'clock kickoff is what's showing on full time the FA full time site. So it's a two o'clock kickoff um, against Bridgewater. Bridgewater two points behind, two games in hand. Bridgewater have got so Saltash got to win it, haven't they? Basically, yeah, yeah, that'd be good if they could win it, Deeks. That'll make it, uh, you know. A lot, to, yeah. If they Bridgewater win, mate, it's, yeah, they, they're going to be sort of up favourite stakes, aren't they? Really? Yeah. But okay. yeah. Well, good luck to Saltash anyway. Good luck to to Danny yeah. and uh, Lee Bev in there, who uh, one assumes uh, the two of them are going to be in charge on Saturday. Um, just to recap on the other games going on concerning our Cornish clubs, Falmouth are away to Buckland. Helston are also away there at Canesham. Bottom of the table, Canesham. Millbrook are home. They take on Street. Torpoint have a home fixture there against Ashton and Backwell United. And Mousel in fourth place. They travel to 17th place, Wellington. So uh, they will be hoping mm. for three points to keep their promotion push going, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. The JBE, mate, as well. He's, oh, yeah. he's yet to make his debut, hasn't he, mate? Yeah. Got, got, got frozen off, didn't it, last week? So hopefully... A nice debut goal for Jack, mate, at Wellington. Yeah. And a win for Mantle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good luck to all their teams, Deeks, isn't it? Good luck to all their teams, mate. Yes, that's right. At the end of the day, that's <laughs> what we always want is uh, Cornish sides to win. Um, yeah. Now, Phil, Phil Hiscox, he's from Devon, isn't he? But we won't hold that against him. He's... Uh, he's 
he's a good man when it comes to keeping us up to date with the South West Peninsula League. He's brilliant at football. Not so great at scones, steaks, are they? But brilliant. Not, not so good at the old jam cream scones. But <laughs> who, who could put cream on first? Who oh, shut up. Let's listen to Phil. <laughs> yeah, love Phil, mate. <laughs> right, another week, Phil. Another, well, handful of games played. Yes, a lot of postponements <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Um, and I slightly fear that the, the slightly rise in temperatures is going to come a bit too late to save an awful lot of the games this Saturday as well. But uh, Yes, yeah. I'm sort of looking out the window. It's lovely blue sky, but it looks very cold and hard on the ground. So uh... It does, and the forecast does suggest that on Saturday into Sunday, it, the temperatures will start to pick up. But as I say, I think... It's maybe going to come a little bit too late to save an awful lot of games this weekend. Mm. Okay, well, let's look at what did uh, happen last Saturday. Um, you you were in League Cup action, weren't you? I think. Yeah, I went to Bobby Tracy in Columpton for another eight goals just to keep Rafa happy. <laughs> Sounds fairly one sided. It was, to be honest. It was, to be honest. I don't think Columpton particularly... Well, I had several phone calls from in the morning saying, are you sure it's going to be on? Are you sure uh-huh. it's going to be on? It's very snowy up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have to say, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that three of the four games that were played uh, in the Peninsula League were in a very small radius, Bobby Tracy, Newton Abbott Spurs and Timmouth. Mm. Likewise, I suppose in the Western League, when it was only Falmouth and Helston yeah. stage games, which again, you know, little little clusters where perhaps the temperature was different. And yeah. I suppose both coastal, because again, you know, that's, yes, that's, that's down true. on the sort of South yeah. Devon coast. Uh, but there was nothing wrong with the pitch at Bobby Tracy. Um, uh, it was cold, but not, not as cold as elsewhere. Yeah. Were there many watching? Not an awful lot. And quite a few. Uh, it was interesting. At halftime, they've got this new extension. I don't know how recently you've been to Bobby Tracy, but they extended the clubhouse when they stopped going back to the old clubhouse by the cricket club. Um, so it's now a bigger clubhouse. And one of the nice features of it is it's moved closer to the pitch with some nice uh, windows that overlook the pitch. Oh, right. uh, and I noticed quite a few people, <laughs> but both windows were, were very full. Put that yeah. way. <laughs> yes, wise men. Of course, there was... Um... There was football on tally uh, that afternoon as there was well. As well, there? World so, Cup yeah. game as well. Yes, yeah, yes. So, um, yeah. Okay, so that was a League Cup um, game played, and you made the draw, didn't you? I see. Yeah, we were down to well, we've got six out of the eight played, um, and I thought well, we'll get at least two quarterfinals to a rear range. And actually, the way that the draw came out, there was a, a former manager of Bobby Tracy and. Uh, Chairman Clive Jones of Clumpton, I let them pick the balls out in public, and uh, they, there's been a little favour because uh, they got the Andors both together, so I, <laughs> I could arrange three of the four. Yeah, that's, that's always <laughs> handy, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, what is the draw then? Right, we've got two local derbies which certainly help for fixturing: Axminster versus Crediton in East Devon, Newton Abbott Spurs versus Timmouth. It's very much a South Devon derby, only about four or five miles yeah. apart. Are those two? Yeah. Um, the the Oh, undoubtedly, I would suggest the tie of the round, at least at the moment, without talking about the Andor one. Bobby Tracy at home to List's Guard. Mm. Uh, that will be a good game. I've managed to fit that in on Saturday, the 18th of February. So the Guard get a Saturday to go up there. Right. Um, and then the other one is a little bit of a mess. We've got Argebridge or Elberton who play on Boxing Day morning against Sidmouth or O'Campton who play on the New Year's Bank Holiday. Right, OK. And we'll fix a date from that, obviously, once we we know who's won through. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit unkind that we've only got one West Division side in the draw and, the, and they've got to travel. Couldn't you have, you yeah. know... 
Well, if it was any consolation when the chap pulled out Bobby Tracy, somebody did shout out, not number three, which was which was Liscard. So, <laughs> so they didn't want Liscard either. <laughs> you're absolutely right it's it's very odd that there's only one west team but Liscard on their day are well capable of beating anybody in either division so you know i'm not ruling out that uh, you know um the only thing we can rule safely rule out is it it, at least there will be a team from each division in the final well Yes, there is a possibility. Yeah, yeah. unless yeah. yeah, I thought for a moment you were giving Liscard a buy all the way through. Then <laughs> <laughs> very kind. Christmas not, not has like come you. early. I'm not that kind. I'm not that kind. <laughs> right. So that's the League Cup, and obviously, um, well, Boxing Day morning, as you say, is the next time that um, any interest in that. Um, obviously, no midweek games, so I guess it's it's all very quiet for you at the moment. Is it strange being so quiet? It is, although you know you, you do a little bits of other bits and pieces of work. We've had some some of the restructured meetings, although the main one this week was also cancelled because <laughs> of the sort of daytime temperatures and things. That some we had quite a few apologies, and in the end we decided to put that off till January. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, but uh, things to keep me busy. Lots of Christmas things to. Uh, to sort out with grandchildren and stuff. So. Yeah, that's right. You can concentrate on that a bit more. So yeah. uh, it's welcome, welcome rest as such. So what have we got coming up this Saturday? Now, right. We've got some longish trips, I notice, haven't we? Actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. When we talked about the forecast there, actually, the, the one area where the forecast is better in terms of temperatures is West Cornwall. Oh. Uh, trust me, three of the six games are what I would call deepest, darkest Cornwall. There's um, Penzance versus Bude, Mullion versus Dogwalls, and probably, well, definitely the, the the game of the weekend in the West, Wendron versus Weybridge, top two playing each other. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and a mixture, again, of uh, quarter past two and three o'clock, so everyone, yeah. you know, be careful about what time you're... you're Team kicking off, yeah, that's right. Wendron Waybridge is the game that everyone should be. Well, there's, uh, there's two real good ones, isn't there? You, you've got Wendron Waybridge first versus second, and conversely, you've got St Dennis versus Launceston, 16th versus 17th, both on the same day. So the, the top <laughs> two and the bottom two players. But that's that's important that when you're down the bottom, that's almost that's like a six pointer as well, yeah, isn't it? So for somebody like Launceston, a, a win for Launceston and they're off the bottom, a defeat for Launceston, and suddenly the team immediately above you is has pulled up a four point gap. That's very true. Uh, looking at the bottom of the West Division, it is actually very tight down there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say a win for Launceston and their their position would be an awful lot more healthy, yeah. um, but a defeat. Not so much so. Yeah. Um, it's and good. a draw just sort of keeps it all, all ticking over, really. Yeah, that's right. Well, a draw probably is what we don't want, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah. It, it's also quite nice that even the bottom club has won three games. So everyone's winning games this season, aren't they? Yeah, and the same in the East. It's quite funny, actually. Launceston and Bridport are both on 11 points. When we consider the last couple of years, we've had this situation where you, you Stoke Gabriels and dare I say St Dennis last season uh, where they were in single figures till more or less the end of the season it's nice that yeah, before Christmas they're both in double figures at the bottom yeah. be interesting actually that St Dennis uh, result because St Dennis I thought had sort of turned the corner at one stage recently but they seem to have gone backwards since then so yeah, have picked up a little bit so I wouldn't like to say on that one yeah Okay, and well, let's keep our fingers crossed about the travelling because we don't want to have. Um, I'm not going to draw you into the discussion, but the the trip that um, 
Weybridge had to make last week didn't go yeah, that yeah. well, did it? So it didn't. I will just pick up on that one. I mean, the only thing I saw on Saturday morning when you're dealing with postponements, I was looking at little clusters, and like I said, we, we mentioned the, the the three there in in South Devon, um, but I was aware that Falmouth and Helston were both on in the Western League, and knowing geographically where Mullion is, mm-hmm. I thought, well, if Helston's on, it's not that much of a shock, but Mullion's on. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fair yeah. comment, I suppose. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, presumably, as far as the travelling costs go, well, that's tough luck. Um, Weybridge don't have any sort of comeback. There's a little bit of a discussion about that. You have to prove that the the home club didn't follow procedure. So I've, I have asked Mullion just to confirm exactly what they did on Saturday morning in terms of pitch inspections and things. Right. But if it was it, it was past fit and then the team were travelled and then it was called off, then you're absolutely right. There's, there's nothing mm. to be gained from that. But if a club is negligent and makes the team travel when they shouldn't have, then the rules are slightly different. But you, you have to prove negligence first. And I'm, I'm not in that position at this moment. Right. OK, so where are you going to be going? Uh, wherever's on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, where would you like to go if they were all on? <laughs> I, I, I'd have to say, I think that probably the, the, my plan A is probably... A, Decent game in, in the East, Ivorybridge versus Oakhampton, which is third versus first. Ooh. And of course, there's been a managerial change at Oakhampton as well. Yes. yes. Kevin um, Kevin Miller has uh, gone to Extra City, hasn't he, as goalkeeping has. coach? And yeah. uh, Oakhampton being fairly quiet. Um, Kevin Taylor, uh, often known on social media as Coach KT, <laughs> was Kevin's assistant and is now manager or joint manager I'm still trying to work out which if I do get to see them on Saturday I'll establish that and Liam Dart um, was registered as a player a week or so before and of course then it suddenly all fitted when uh, Liam Dart uh, was manager at both Holdsworthy and Torrington in recent years and he's probably most infamously known for being the manager who was at Holdsworthy and then in the summer took the entire squad to Torrington (laughs) 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 <laughs> that might sort of stick with him for a while, I'm afraid. Right. Um, well, you've so, just so reminded Oakhampton, everyone if it hasn't. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose somebody asked me the other day whether that weakens Oakhampton. I, I suppose it, it, in a way it does because Ke- Kevin is obviously high-profile manager. But on the other hand, it doesn't. It's not the same as the manager going off to manage another club and then no. coming back to sign your players, does it? Because mm. he, you know his, his job at Exeter City isn't going to involve signing anybody from Oakhampton Argyle. No, that's right. So in theory, all the players should stay at Oakhampton and be happy and yeah. carry on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Top of yeah. the table as well. What have they got to complain about? Get on with it. Well, that's right. Get on with that. Yeah. yeah. So Indeed. yeah, and so yeah, Ivy Bridge against Oakhampton. That looks um, for sure the, the top game in the East, doesn't it? So it does for this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and obviously no midweek games next week, so um, that's it, isn't it? Yep, um, yeah. Look forward to it. Everybody keep warm, and uh, yeah. Uh, I suppose the only slightly good news is that that suggestion in, in a rise of temperatures, albeit with maybe a bit of showery rain and things, or some sort of heavy rain. I think it's Sunday, Monday, but yeah. some sort of more showery rain over Christmas. Uh, reasonably optimistic that we're yeah we we might all be back in action for those big festive derbies which we can preview next week. Yeah, that's right. More about that next week. In for the moment, thanks very much, Phil. You're welcome.
Yeah, I mean, last weekend, each, you know, there was a total sort of, well, freeze out, mate, wasn't it? Jack Frost. I, I've got to be honest, Dix, I drove home from Talton on Wednesday and it was literally white, mate, all the way from Launceston to Blisland. Mm. Um, it was unbelievable, mate. Yeah, re- really white, mate. I'd, and it was minus one on the old temperature gauge on the car. So, you know, d- did think we might be struggling again for football this weekend, mm. Dix, might we? I'd, well, yeah, it was totally right. It's like driving through Scotland, Deeks, it was, mate. <laughs> right. Mental, yeah. Mm. I was going to go Taunton, Deeks, actually. Sorry, mate, interrupting you. I was going to go because Rachel had her annual trip to Clark's Village, Deeks, you know, <laughs> at Street. Mm. So, um, and we stayed at Taunton for a night, mate. And I was going to go and watch Taunton and Farnborough, mate, but they called that one off about 10 o'clock in the morning, Deeks. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's got no chance, have you? No, I think um, Phil is actually considering that there may be a few games, uh, you know, in doubt this Saturday, isn't it? By the sounds of it, he's yeah. uh, he's already a bit uh, hesitant about how many games we are going to get yeah. in. But uh, but yeah, the forecast don't look great. They say it looks like it's coming in, like Phil said, mate. The, the milder stuff's coming in on Sunday, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, like you said, a bit of rain with it, mate. So, yeah. but. But if Phil does go to a game Saturday, mate, I think he should put it on Twitter, mate, which game he's going to, so everyone else can go and see about eight or ten goals, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to pick them, Phil does, mate, doesn't yeah. he? I wonder how many goals he's seen this season. It must be loads, oh. It? oh, yeah, mate. I mean, last season was, like, mental, wasn't it? What, what did he see in the end? Was it 580-odd, oh, he said, or something? I can't, I can't remember. But... Yeah, but yeah, he must be he must be on the way, mate, isn't he? To yeah. to uh, at least yeah, giving that a challenge, I think, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good okay. Yeah. So games coming up. What have we got? Because uh, there are no games to talk about last Saturday. So games coming up this Saturday. Um, well, like I said to Phil, a few sort of longish trips. Um, Waybridge yeah. come down to Wendron. That's got to be the game of the day, isn't it? Match of the day, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Top two, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah. Top two, yeah. So, yeah. Who would have said that? Who would have thought that at the start of the season? Yeah. The top two, Wendron against Weybridge. Yeah, true, Deeks. No, you wouldn't have made, would you, really? You know, two teams you you fancy to do well, but, you know, everyone was sort of talking about sort of Blazy and this score, mate, weren't they? But who were obviously, you know, still there with games in hand and stuff. But but Wendron and Weybridge are, are there on merit, really, Diggs, I think, aren't they? Yeah. To be honest. And if you look at the recent form table, um, the last six league yeah. games, both of them won all six, so can't be separated. Yeah. What Just one oh, goal. No, one goal separates yeah. them in the last... Or a couple, no, two goals, actually, separates them in the last six games. So, incredible stuff. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's got two all written all over it, Dick, hasn't it? <laughs> That's it. No, I'm, I'm actually going to I'm going to stick my neck on the chopping block here and say, yeah. Wendron to win. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I mean, I watched the game earlier in the season, Dick. I mean, it couldn't be a bigger contrast, mate, because it was about it was about 35 degrees, mate, at Waybridge. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, Waybridge won that one, three one, but. I think I remember Mike saying that, you know, it was probably one of um, Wendron's... I mean, Waybridge had about six out of that. He honestly couldn't see him winning, mate, against Wendron. But, you know what, football's like, Deeks. They just played really well on the day. And rock hard pitch, mate. Felt sorry for the players. You know, they was having a drink to break. You know, it was... I mean, it might be a rock hard pitch this week for a different reason, Deeks, mightn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, right. but, um, 
But yeah, three one to Weybridge up they mate. But yeah, I, I know um, Mike said that was probably Wenrin's worst performance of the season. So I think it'll be a bit different on Saturday, mate, don't you? Yeah, and uh, should be goals, shouldn't it? I mean, we've got Jaffa Road for Weybridge yeah. seems to be smacking them in from all over the place. Yeah. Charlie Young for Wendron. <laughs> yeah. So uh, two great keepers as well, Dicks Rob. You know, Robert Weybridge. Well, we'll be speaking about Rob later on, won't we? With Wayne and that mate, but you know. I, I, been lucky enough to see him about 15 times this season, mate, and don't think there's a better keeper around at the minute, mate, than Rob, Rob Rosevear at Weybridge, mate. Fantastic season he's had, and, and obviously, you know, every a lot of people have spoken about Ethan as well, mate, and they? Ethan Fern at, at Wendron Dicks, and he's had some great games, that, that one at Falmouth when they knocked Falmouth out the Senior Cup, Dicks, he was yeah. outstanding at Brooklyn, mate, wasn't he? Yeah. Did you go to that game, Dicks? I did, did I did go to that one. Yeah. I, so, yeah, he you, was on the podcast, Rappo. He was on the podcast. Can't you remember that's that? That's right. Of course he was. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he come on, didn't he? Yeah, Ethan Cole. So, yeah, two good keepers, Dix. But, but like you said, mate, you would fancy goals, wouldn't you? You would fancy yeah. goals in that one. Yeah. yeah. So, as you're talking about goals and goalkeeping, um, shall we get Re- Wayne Roberts on? He's the goalkeeping yeah. coach at Weybridge. And he, yeah, knows, he knows a bit about Rob Rosevear. And... Um, I think he actually mentions Ethan Fern in this uh, interview as well, doesn't he? So uh, perhaps he yeah. knows, knows a bit about Ethan as well. So here he is, Wayne Roberts, goalkeeping coach extraordinaire. Right then, this week on the podcast, we're going to talk to a goalkeeping coach. Um, I think it's a first for us. Uh, why do we need a goalkeeping coach, Wayne Roberts? Hey, there's the eternal question, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, very interesting well, it's a special, specialised position. It's it's uh, almost a game within a game, isn't it, nowadays? And it's evolved over the years so much that it gives people like me that stopped playing fairly early on their career something so we can still buy new gloves and boots every season, to be honest, for me, Dave. Hey, but, t- uh, yeah, it changes every year. And, you know, it's a very individualised position mentally, emotionally, technically. So I know there's been a big push for it over the past couple of seasons for it. So I've just kind of been lucky that that's happened, to be honest, Dave. Yeah, and it's not just uh, that you coach the keeper at Weybridge. You, you do other people as well, don't you? Yeah, I keep myself pretty busy. Yeah, I coach uh, Nathan Prentice at Sunday and East. I've been involved with that club since 97, so it's always been a little soft spot for me over there. So I always go there on a Tuesday. Rob Rosley comes and joins us over there. And my lad's nine, he plays for Stevens under 11s for Scott Brown. So I end up coaching three or four keepers over there from under nines upwards on a, on a Wednesday. So keep myself fairly busy. Some Thursdays I help out at St Morgan with the guy Jordan Cole in the Securance League. So I find myself a little bit stale if I don't actually coach. I find myself getting stagnant. So I've been lucky with Robert Weybridge that he's just an avid trainer and would train five days a week, really. So I've been lucky that I fall on my feet because he, he kind of keeps me busy. And is it true that to be a goalkeeper, you've got to be a little bit mad? Oh, insane. insane. <laughs> it's a standing joke within the goalkeeper coaches, though. But that's why goalkeepers don't become coaches. They know what they've got to deal with. Yeah, there's certainly a psychological battle with some of it. Some of the guys I've coached over the years... Oh, honestly, I, 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 yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride, shall we say? But but then you look at look at the guys that I grew up watching, like you know Philpy and John Dent and stuff like this. You know, when I was like twelve, thirteen, they were just you were thinking, oh my god, do I really want to be that guy? Do you know yeah. what I mean? With all respect, so, they're they're, uh, they're worse than insane. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah, I, I see keepers now, and unfortunately, my lad's like nine, and he's got no fear in him at all. And I'm thinking, oh my god, he's going to turn into a miniature Dave Philp. You know what I mean? So I've got. <laughs> My hands full with my own son, and I say I'll finish coaching at night, and then I go back home, and he wants to watch YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, it just, 
it's a good it's a good positive way of uh, filling your life but it does get get sometimes a bit too much <laughs> yeah well we're steering off Cornish football a little bit when I ask you who, who's your favorite or, or best goalkeeper in the Premier League well at the moment yeah see I'm still I'm still a big De Gea fan I, I still think that he gets I know he's highly rated but I still think he's quite underrated I know people go for the Alison Becker and the Edisons and things and I think I think Ramsdale I've seen I've been lucky enough to go to the Emirates my boy's a um, an Arsenal fan I've managed to take him up a couple of times and mm. um, yeah Ramsdale in the flesh is 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 insanely good I mean really is like to say the confidence in his area is is nuts but I still think that he has got you know one of the best there is is sh- his second save. I'm a big exponent for the second save, and he's just a master at it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm brought up on the, the the Neville Selfwood and the Schmeichel era. Do you know what I mean? Which mm. was no good for me because I'm only five foot nine. I was born into a family of hobbits. So when Schmeichel <laughs> came on the scene, it was no good for me. But uh, no, I'm I'm in the De Gea camp still. You know, I mean, I'm not a United fan, but I look at it quite neutrally. I think he's class. Mm, interesting. And you said you're five foot nine. Now there are a few. Um, smaller keepers around these days and it, it always used to be that you had to be over six foot didn't you really to, oh, to make oh, a decent goalie yeah big time like, i mean yeah it's changed over the past maybe you know i i, I was lucky enough in the mid 90s when i went to university in southampton i played uh, uh, i probably overachieved if i'm being really honest i've always said this to my keepers i coach but you know i was taught to use the feet a lot more and things and so so you didn't have to be six foot four you know rob robert waybridge is probably one of the bigger keepers in the league we had this conversation the other day but you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys are like 5'9", 5'10", touching six foot and still, like, really dominant, up dominant. When I coached um, Jack Heaton last year, you know, he's mm. he's one of the smaller keepers, but he can dominate, you know, eight, nine yards of the box and, it, and his distribution is great, which makes up for the height, really, sometimes, which is great, you know. So we're not going to go into youth coaching going, oh, how big's his dad? How big's his granddad? I kind of like that new culture now, to one of those, yeah. you know. So at a training session then, or a coaching session, what, what do you do with your goalkeeper? We, we start, we've all got similar warm-up. You know, Rob, who I've worked with intensely this year, he, he knows the warm-up inside out, so we don't even have to talk for the first sort of five minutes. And we tend to, with the coaching, you know, we, we, we tend to try and make a sort of story, if you know what I mean. So our warm-up will go into the first drills. So when we plan to the end of like maybe a 45-minute to hour session, even the smallest details we've done in the, in, in the first drill are relevant to the last drill, if you get me. There should be... You know, it should be a prologue, you know, a start in a middle and an end, basically. That's how I always put my drills together. So I seem to be all right doing it so far, but then we know where we're going. And I'm always very hot on being a keeper for many years. A lot of my drills, although I've done my badges, come from my mistakes, to be honest, Dave. You know, a lot of stuff that I, I kind of have made mistakes and I kind of remember things from 20-odd years ago because I've got that odd goalkeeping mind. But, yeah, we, we tend to work um, – I'm a massive fan of, of – shot prevention and pitch geography as we call it so you know placement in the areas and and just knowing where we should be as goalkeepers rob rob's obviously a, a high standard keeper anyway i've been very lucky to be able to work with him and with him it was just a few tweaks he's a bigger goalkeeper so we just changed a few little little technical things with him and it seems to be working you know so row is a fan so i can't i can't argue with that so <laughs> but yeah we, we we tend to there's about six or eight drills i'll do week in week out because i always say to my keepers if i don't do them how do i know they're getting better you know, it's all well and good, like having a bit of a buffet, so to speak, of 30 drills. But then it just becomes chaos. I don't know where the benchmark is, if you get me. Yeah. And I, I always get the feeling, though, that goalkeeping coaching sessions are very sort of laborious, boring. Oh, they're, 
they're an interesting one. Some managers, you know, I've worked with in the past will come over and think that we're just talking a lot, but you know, a lot of the drills we're doing from experience and, and it's, and it's fine details, you know, it, it really is. And any keeper coach, you know, I, I was lucky enough to train uh, with Sid, under Sid Taylor in 97. And that's when, and he knows, you know, he's a, he's a massive hero of mine because he really opened up goalkeeping to that next level to me because of the fine details. But no, it, it, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a split, isn't there? People think it's laborious, or other people think it's just peppering twenty balls at a goalkeeper for an hour. <laughs> you know, so there's, you've got to find somewhere in the middle, really. So I'm, I'm a big fan of footwork and set positions, and people and keepers moving around quite gracefully around an area. So a lot of the drills we do are based on that. I, I always think it might be right, it might be wrong, but if someone's going to hit the top corners, they're going to hit the top corners anyway. We're either saving it or we're not. So there's no benefit to me for 45 minutes hitting you know, the top 90 degrees and, and getting keepers diving round. Mine's more about getting the feet to get there and make an easy save, if you get me, Dave. Mm, okay. So, yeah, not, not laborious at all. I'm, I'm tired sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> well, I, I just coached the mouths with Ollie a few times and the tempo that he trains at, oh, honestly, my legs were gone for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, Robert Weybridge, does he actually train with the players as well? Do you get, you know, does he join in with them? We do pre-season slightly, but we we do tend to be a bit of a lone wolf, me and Rob. We Rob will train wherever I can get a facility. Um, we've we've, as I said, I've been really lucky without making him feel uncomfortable if he listens to this. But um, you know, I've, we've had ses- sessions where on Saturday mornings and and weekdays when when we've both been off work and my wife's looked after his young daughter and stuff, so we can coach. So we've got a really good relationship with that. So we do tend to be a lone wolf this season. Um, but that happens quite a lot anyway, really. I know some keepers will go back in and, and, and play with um, with the teams, but we just haven't got the opportunity at the moment. So we're making the most of getting what we can, basically. So, But it's, it's good. You know, we've got a good relationship and we both know what we expect out of each other, really. So I'm, I'm very lucky this season. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned facilities. I mean, obviously, uh, it helps if you've got a surface that you can, you're allowed to sort of dive all over the place and... and cut up and that sort of thing because it's not that easy in the winter is it no absolutely i'm i'm really lucky that i you know i've always i've been at new, at new east for many years and they've got a great little setup there for an east cornwall team and I've, i don't know it's a you know i, I was the goalkeeper when, when we played 26 126 done the double you know the new invincibles which was like one of the greatest seasons of my career so i've always stayed there the two managers the two guys that i played with in 97 and i'm lucky there that they've got like a small little astro pitch and and the lights kind of light the grass next to it mm-hmm. so we tend to go up there and we've got a bit we move around we're very respectful because it's parish council ground but we're very lucky up there and it's a, it's a good surface and it, and it's you know it, it bubbles it's, it gets muddy and stuff and and i'm a big fan of that 5g and 4 pitches are great but you know we're not playing them so I'm, I'm a big fan of you know playing the environment and being realistic with it so when it does cut up and it gets muddy and Rob slides around I'm kind of well that's what pitches do you know so we have to work with that mm. so I'm, I'm lucky being up at Newnan East still I have to admit great club right and are you sort of I know that there are um, other goalkeeping coaches in the county are you sort of available for anyone that wants to you know get more involved with goalkeeping I mean, I mean, obviously, I am, I am Rowers Weybridge. You know, I'm full Rowers Weybridge yeah. head keeper coach over there. So I, I, I do coach other teams, but I always make sure they're in, in different leagues. You know, so that's yeah. that's where I, I kind of obviously respect Paul for that because he's been he's been nothing but great with me. But no, it, it, and it's good to see the other levels. It's good to keep a bit of an eye on to see what's coming through with the youth, and you know, just just to see because I tend to be a bit old school. You know, with my goalkeeping, that's how I was I was brought up with you know with the Kevin Millers of this world, and so I, I kind of. 
I'm still a big eth- a big ethos of keep the ball at the net kind of thing without <laughs> yeah. without making it too basic. But um, but no, I, I say Weybridge has been has been great for me. I've coached a lot of teams over the years, but this is where I'm I'm settled now. But as I say, I just I just don't cross the barriers and train any other keepers in in our league because that could be a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you, you mentioned Kevin Miller, and it was good to see that he's back uh, more involved at Extra City now. We're taking on a, a full time oh, role, absolutely. isn't it? And yeah, I, but, absolutely. But I did wonder. I mean, nothing against Kev. Obviously, we've had him on the podcast, but. It's a few years now, isn't it, since he was in a professional setup? Have things surely things have changed a little bit? Haven't they? And I, th- I think that there has been a lot of changes technically, but someone with the ability of of Kev Miller is always going to be relevant to standards, high standards of football. To be honest, Dave, you know he 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 set the benchmark when we were 13, 14 years old. Me and my best friend Dave Wilton were like the sort of nuclear yeah. youth keepers, yeah. and we go and watch him and just be like, oh, we're never going to get to that standard. But no, I mean a lot, a lot of the coaching. I went through the Welsh FA for my badges, and it was very kind of personality based as opposed as opposed to um, robotic, used to a better term. So I'm sure someone someone like Kev's going to go in there with his wealth and, and knowledge and natural talent and kind of. You know, get get those keepers up to a standard without you know being dictated too much by the modern game. To be honest, but you know he's he's class, isn't he? You know, at the end of the day, you know, see what he brought to the game. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be coached by him. You know, he he kind of done a couple of sessions with us when we were like mere youngsters hanging around at Nuke. He'd probably been really annoying, but you still look back <laughs> on it with great fondness. You know. Yeah. Okay. And, and so you're a qualified coach in goalkeeping. Oh uh, yeah, I am for my sins. Yeah, I kind of done on my badges. I so I went for the Welsh FA. The Welsh FA. When they do kind of a more of a pure goalkeeping pathway, so I, I don't know, I'm waiting to go on another course in the new year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just something that appealed to me through that way. I was either going to go for the Scottish FA or the Welsh FA purely because of waiting times. To be honest, no respect to the English FA. There's such a mad wait for the goalkeeping courses that I was slightly impatient really, and I get bored too quickly. So I mm. went through the Welsh FA, and it was yeah, it was, it was very good, really, really good. And I'll, I'll do my next courses through it. So. It's been relevant to it, but I, I've done it all myself just because I enjoy goalkeeping. It gives you know, I always say I don't always love football, but I always love goalkeeping. So, <laughs> I that. but then the trouble is that someone like you know, few people get wind that you've got your badges, and then they're like, oh, well, can, can you do this? Or can you do that? You know, yeah. we had it with my, with my son because I'm doing because I've done the leadership award, which is the Welsh FA Children's Award, and although I do a bit with the youth. When my son wanted to leave his team to go somewhere else, a lot of managers, unfortunately, were more interested in me joining than my son. So it was a, it was a bit of a strange one, really, because I was thinking, well, I want my boy to be his own entity, you know. So yeah. we we were lucky that Scott Brown at NMP and just saw he didn't have that much interest in me. So I helped out a little bit, plus him. <laughs> <laughs> right, and. Rob Rosevere, he's had a few clean sheets this season. So, are you claiming the success for that award? Well, I, I stand behind. I just stand behind and, and and just heckle him. To be honest, that's about it, really. He he's worked he's worked exceedingly hard. I know I'm praising him up because he, he's like theoretically my keeper, but no, he you know we were doing three four nights a week pre season and oh, when yeah. we can we'll do a couple of nights. So he's worked really hard to get to it. You know, I, I don't take too many plaudits of it. I just really enjoy working with him. But yeah, I think Andy Old uh, over at Wavery said he's he's on the, the I think he's on the club record at the moment I think we've got 10 in the league and one in the cup so we've got I think 12 13 games to try and get one more so mm-hmm. I try not to buy into it too much I know I know Rappo was always like oh it's yeah. a 1000.21 point minutes and stuff and everything <laughs> yeah. he, he loves it but I was I was more of a Rob I'm like 
give me the games, give me the games, give me yeah. the three points, you know, it's one of those things that it, it became a little bit of a burden, to be honest, this clean sheet thing. And when we lost to Bude, you could tell it was affecting the team, really. Me and Rowe said about it, it was a little bit of a poison chalice because it was all about the clean sheet. And we went in very defensively minded and just didn't believe in our, our attacking abilities, really. So it was almost, in a funny way, get good to break that one and move on again, to be honest, Dave. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how these records, all oh, these good runs, always add to the pressure, isn't it? And eventually, you're yeah. quite relieved when it's finished. Absolutely. I, I didn't think I'd buy into it, but I'm a nervous wreck when it gets to about 75 minutes now, and it's a clean sheet. <laughs> and I never used, never used to worry about stuff like that. But I don't know. I think, I think, I, I just, I live the games a lot more over there. Being around someone like Roa, who's fairly, uh, fairly emotionally driven, shall we say? <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't help but feed off him. But no, he's, he's been a revelation. He's been so good to work with. I believe it or not, a lot of managers. They struggle working with a goalkeeper coach. They don't actually know our role because it's so rare. So mm. I think Roa just leads me to it and then asks me some questions. I confuse him and then he leaves me alone again. So. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> okay. So let, let's finish by asking you, apart from Rob, obviously, who are the other good goalkeepers in the Southwest Peninsula West Division these days? There's there's some good ones around. I I, uh, I don't know if he's playing recently, but Liam up at Unbeads, like he's one to look look at at 16. You know, he's he's got a lot about him. He's got a very mature attitude, and obviously Sean's over at um to play to Sean Simmons, who I know really yeah. well. So I, I I played the good often as a 14 year old youth, and his mum Tanya looked after me really well for six or seven years there. And, and I'm really good mates with Giles Benny, who's the keeper coach at um. Uh, some blazy, but you know, Cornish football doesn't go that far, does it? You know, I went to academies with Phil Laughs at some like, ten years old, so we kind of kind of. But I think I think Sean Simmons is is, is a class keeper, genuinely. Do you know what I mean? Ethan Fern's playing well down at um, down at Wendron, obviously. But there's you know, there's there's a few sort of chop and change of faces, isn't there now at the moment? So I see some different keepers coming in. So I keep an eye on most of it, but. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens for the next when the next change of the guard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, lots of good goalies around at the moment. And so, Weybridge got a game Saturday. Yes, you you got a oh a tasty we're game, haven't you? Yeah, I'm that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we don't travel all the way down there like we did to Mullion on Saturday and get called off. So. Ah, I wasn't going to mention that to be honest. Oh, no. that, that was interesting. When we, yeah, we pushed. We were all right. We, Rob, Rob's dad gave us, a, gave us a lift. So Big Kev gave us a lift in four before. So we got stuck a couple of times and we had to push a few people up, up hills and we ended up taking one of their players because he was stuck on a bus. So it was... Uh, what? It was, yeah, honestly, we pulled up and the bus was in the, was pretty much in the hedge and uh, we were like, oh, that's a Mullion player now. So we had, to, we had to get directions off him. So it was one of those things. But we, it'll happen again. It happened to me as so... It's Cornish football, isn't it? That's why we love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So one assumes that all the way down, you were thinking at some stage, we're going to hear this game is off, surely. Oh, honestly, yeah. We, we got just past Red Ruth and, and it was it was sort of frozen crushed hail. So it was yeah. it was really slippy. You know, we got stuck on a hill and Rob, for being six foot four and looking like, looking like a big guy, he was sat in the back with his eyes closed, worrying. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, but yeah, thankfully, thankfully Rob's dad knew what to do with the four by four. But it was, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty full on, shall we say? The pitch kind of looked alright. There was a lot of hail that had stuck to it. So mm. I don't know. I think I think it's different welfare now. When I was about sixteen, you would have just brushed it off and got on with it. But obviously, there's different welfare issues and safeguard now, which I totally agree with. So mm. it's just one of those things, isn't it? Move on, pick up another day, and we move forward. Right. Well, thanks very much, Wayne. You move forward. Um, best of luck for the rest of the season with the goalkeeping and and, your, and the lads that are under your uh, uh, control as such. And um, keep up those clean sheets. 
No pressure. No pressure. Uh, no pressure, mate. Honestly, 75 minutes every every, every week. I'll be, I'll be chewing my fingernails. <laughs> right. Good job, mate. Right. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Obviously, I know Wayne Diggs. You know, he's, he's fantastic at what he does, mate. You know, to watch him at work. It's a real pleasure, mate. You know, you're putting the keepers through their paces. I'm sure Robert Weybridge will testify for Wayne Diggs. You know, the form he's been on this season is has been unbelievable. You know, thought Rob was class before watching him, Diggs. But, you know, after seeing him sort of a dozen, 15 times this season, he's, he's even better than I thought he was, mate. You know, superb keeper. And a lot of that's certainly down to Wayne Diggs, you know, all the training they've been doing together. Any youngster Diggs coming up through, you know, get yourself a few sessions with Wayne, mate. You know, it definitely improve you straight away, mate. He's a real, real top bloke with it, mate. You know, it's like a, a like a goalkeeping science, you know, lesson Diggs, you know, with Wayne, mate. It's not just about throwing yourself around and and he's a lovely guy with it, mate. So, you know, fant- can't, can't speak highly enough for Wayne, mate. Real, real good bloke for, you know, I was lucky to have him around the changing room there, mate. You know, great bloke to have at your club. I actually spoke with Kev Miller, mate, oh, last yeah. week. Deeks, yeah. yeah, about his new job. You know, Wayne mentioned Kev and, and Kev said he's buzzing. You know, he's disappointed to be leaving Oakhampton, but, he, you know, he's absolutely buzzing to get back into the pro game after doing such a good job at, at Oakey Deeks. So, yeah, Kev said, give, give him a shout if we want any tickets for Exeter as well, mate. So, he's a top man, isn't he, mate, Kev? <laughs> you know, top man. Good to see him back in, yeah, good to see him back in pro football. Dick's really, in it, Kev? Yeah. Good, good, good bloke to have around the, the place as well, mate. Great for, you know, great, great bloke, to, you know, for banter and all, mate, and keeping your, your dressing room uh, buzzing, mate. So, sure Kev will do a great job at Exeter, mate. But, uh, but yeah, but well done, Wayne, as well, Dick. You know, certainly... Well, they're certainly a breed of their own keepers, mate, aren't they? Oh, they're mad. They're mad. <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are, mate. Has Wayne... Has, yeah, yeah, that's right. Has Wayne got any tattoos? He's got one or two, mate, yeah. he's at, Yeah, that's actually his living, mate. Yeah. And he's... Uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the best around. Well, Jack's just had two off him, mate. Oh, Big one on his thigh. No. I know, yeah. One on his, yeah, he, lo- he loves them as well, mate. I think oh. he might be... Going down that road, Dicks. I know you're not a big tattoo man, mate. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. Uh, mate, just, yeah, mate, oh, yeah, Wayne's I've got, I've, there's a cold shiver going through me as we're talking about it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've got three Dicks, but they're in the way, mate. They're in the way. Where are they? Then? Yeah. Where are they? Top me arms, mate. Top oh, me arms. I, I thought I wonder what you were going to say. Mate. I thought you were going to yeah. say they're on the cheeky of bum or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to put anyone off their team, mate. <laughs> I got me number ten, Diggs. I got me number ten and and a football, and um, I got an England England badge as well, mate. You know the old <laughs> the old Brit abroad. The old Brit abroad. Uh, I can't even say it. <laughs> Brits abroad, mate. <laughs> Brits abroad, right? Yeah. That's the one, mate. Yeah, yeah. But they're in a way. They're in a way. Right. Okay. So uh, just to just to to go through the games that are definitely well, they're fixtured for Peninsula West on Saturday. Um, Callington home to St Austell. Godolphin. Uh, take on Camelford. Dobbles make the trip down to Mullion. Bude even further. They've got to travel down to Penzance. Uh, Lanson are away to St. Denis. And then the game we've mentioned there, game of the day, surely in the Peninsula West, Wendron against Weybridge. First against second. Isn't that weird how it's yeah. 
first against second in the Peninsula West. It's first against second in the uh, Western League Premier as well, isn't it? So, yeah, I did think that, Deeks. Yeah, is it? Yeah, weird how it fell on the same Saturday. That, isn't yeah. It? So good games all around. If they are actually going to be played, so everyone keep uh, keep abreast of what's happening on the local football sort of media stages, so that. Um, you keep an eye on whether your game's on or not. And all different kickoff times. So again, check them out on the on the, the uh, full FA full-time site. So if in doubt, Rappo, what do you do? If in doubt? Yeah, if, it, if in doubt, check it out, Dicks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, don't leave home. Don't leave home before checking, isn't it, mate? That's right. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. OK, St Piran League East and uh, is over to a real professional for this, John Colenso. <laughs> Now, as usual, it's John Clenzo with the uh, Superior League East rundown. Well, I say rundown. I think uh, last Saturday's results uh, is going to be a very quick rundown, isn't it? It won't be much to talk about. Mine, Salt Ashborough did score enough goals for everyone, didn't they? So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so they've, um, yeah they've done the, the uh, East Side Pride this week. I, b- I bet St. Austin would have been wishing that game was off, don't you? <laughs> I reckon so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Ashborough obviously scored 11 goals to St Austell's one. So um, good result for them. Obviously, they're delighted because it takes them to the top of the league. Um, and Henry Bonin back on the scoring trail with a hat-trick. Uh, Kieran Owen also got a hat-trick. And Joe Priest and George Soper got a brace each. Right. And so... I'm not going to say the St Austell goal scorer because it's rather a large name, but only one letter sh- short of being the record. Basically. <laughs> oh, right. So everyone, <laughs> everyone will be... Going to the website now to look up to yeah. see who scored. Yeah. So right, okay. So and as you mentioned, Sodashborough top now. Obviously, they were the only match played last Saturday because of the cold, um, uh, well, the frozen pitches. Yeah. At what stage would an all-weather pitch be frozen? I'm guessing if it had a load of rain that hadn't drained away and it and it ices over, I think David would be yeah. the. It just depend on the drainage of the of the three G. I'm guessing. Yeah, because uh, I, I noticed that um, Canesham's game was off, wasn't it? Who were they playing? Yeah. They were playing Tor Point, was it, or someone like uh, Mays or yeah. Tor Point? Um, but their game was off quite early, and I'm thinking, mm. well, it's called an all weather pitch for a reason. Um, yeah. So I just wondered when an all weather pitch would actually be unplayable because of the. The cold weather, frozen pitches. Yeah, guess, so, guess interesting. Just snow, you know, snow on it or something that they can't shift off, I suppose. Yeah, like that, true. So it's all weather except for frost and snow. Yeah. Mind you, I expect um, the Cornish side would probably happy it was off, to be honest. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, not nice to travel that distance in that weather. No, that's right. That's right. So, um, what games were coming up on Saturday then? We, well, we've got a few games, haven't we? Yeah, short uh, short list again, Dave, but there is a couple. There's um, Dunners Lake have got St Dominic, so it'll be a, a local derby. Close game, I would have thought. Launceston Reserves against um, St Austell Reserves, so they'll be trying to put that one right. St Morgan have got Salt Ashborough, so it'll be a tough test for St Morgan. Obviously, Salt Ashborough will be uh, very keen to get another game played, won't they? 
Mm. And um, yes, yeah, St Morgan will be happy to try and catch up some games, won't they? <laughs> well, yes. Actually, um, we we hear from Ash Bicknell, the uh, St Morgan manager, in a minute, and that is one of the things we talk about. So, uh, mm. why they're behind in their fixtures so much? Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear that. And uh, the last game is sticker reserves against Alton Hunt. So we've got a bit of a mixture there, haven't we? We've got a bottom of the table clash. We've got. Yeah. Um, Two games Derby. that are looking quite interesting. Yep. And, uh, and then we got Sticker against Alton Hunt, which, um, mm. well, I I would imagine you would back Alton Hunt to win that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was third from top against third from bottom, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah you'd go for Alton Hunt in that one. And like you say, obviously, the Gunners Lake Dom- uh, St. Dominic one is fourth against fifth. So that would make a good game as well. Now, you're up in East Cornwall. Would you classify that as a derby? Uh, yes, yeah, definitely. I know in the past when they were in different leagues, they, they quite regularly had dual signed players between the two teams. Right. <clears throat> so there could be a case there that there might be a, a couple of players perhaps that are playing for one of yeah. the sides that used to play for the other side. So that makes, yeah, it, yeah, so. makes it even more interesting. I noticed today um, that uh, it's been announced that that game is a two o'clock kickoff for some reason, whereas oh, the, right, okay. the others are two thirty. So that game's been right. brought forward yeah. Gunnislate against um against St Dominic. So Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh if you're happy are you happy that's all you need to tell us? Yeah, I think that and we obviously just had the one intermediate cup game, didn't we, on Saturday as well to just briefly say about um St Dominic from the East beating Hale from the West, three one. So St Dominic go into the semi-final. Um, ben Jeffrey scored a goal and Kieran Royal got two. Right, OK. Well, we're talking about St Dominic again. So well done to them. Um, yeah. Home advantage, I suppose, you know, looking at the league tables, they're both sort of equal, fairly equal in their, their own respective tables. But, yes, yeah. But um, St Dominic, um, they, they do, from from all accounts, they are a side that are quite dangerous on the on their day, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they seem to make their home pitch quite a fortress as well. They're um, they're a, a tough task at home as well. So yeah, well done to them and for getting the game on. Obviously, it was one of very few games on, so on grass. So well done. Yeah, why why should they have been able to get their game on then, John? I really don't know, Dave. Is the honest answer. <laughs> it doesn't snow in St Dominic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, are they on, they on the edge of the Tamar Valley, are they? St. They, mm, ish, yeah, ish, ish. I suppose, yeah, yeah. Perhaps a bit more sheltered or something, who knows? Yeah, you never know, you never right. know. Okay, so that's the round-up, the uh, Superior League East. Uh, all we've got to do now is speak to Ash Bicknell of uh, St. Morgan. Right, let's catch up with what's happening in the Superior League East. And a good man to speak to is someone who's been on the podcast a few times. It's uh, Ash Bicknell, St Morgan. How are you doing, Ash? Yeah, all good. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, been a while since I've last been on, but always great to have a call with you. Yeah, that's OK. Uh, thank you for coming on. Now, first question, why are you behind in your fixtures? Um, good question, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've, we've, we've only played seven league fixtures and two gap games so far this season. I know at the start of the season we request not to play home games during the summer because obviously uh, where the ground's base it gets busy um, but to be honest I've spoke to Steve um, about the fixtures and it's just been a case of when we've been able to play at certain grounds certain teams have we got fixtures and it's just it's the way it's panned out unfortunately I mean we could have maybe travelled a few more games in the week and we'd have been happy to have done that but 
I mean, that's just the way it's fallen, unfortunately. The good thing is, though, it's, it's what, 13 teams in the league. There shouldn't be a, a major fixture problem anyway, should there, really? Uh, no, I think, like I said, we played seven games and obviously um, there'll be a few to come after uh, Christmas and New Year now. But I think if we were to play every week, which we are scheduled to do, uh, we'll still get all our games in by the end of April and that's about any midweek games. So if there is the uh, odd postponement, then we can fill those midweek. And, you know, it'd be a hectic finish to the season, I'd imagine. But um, that's just the way it is in football, isn't it? You know, you, get, you go through those phases of having quiet phases and then busy phases. Yeah. I'm just looking at the league table and, and Paul Parrell, they're, they're in second place. They've played 15, so they haven't got many to go, have they? No, enough. I think you'll... Um... <laughs> I think our league, Dave, is a bit of an odd one, to be honest, because some teams have played so many games and other teams haven't. And, I mean, I'll be the first to say, I think our our patchy start to the season has almost been on to that consistency of not playing week in, week out at the minute. And other teams may find themselves a couple of uh, weeks off and having to play against the top side and they don't maybe turn up to the game. And I think you'll see a few odd results come January and February when the league starts to slow down for some other sides. Mm. And do you think it's also the fact that you're not, or teams don't play every week, it may be a factor that players sort of move around a bit more than they should do? Definitely. I mean, we've lost one player already um, due to that. He's moved from us to uh, Truro and it, it got to a point where he wasn't available to play every week due to his family commitments, work commitments. But when he was becoming available to play, we didn't have fixtures, so and yeah, and, and that's a, a you know, and that's a, a good player, a player that we obviously wanted to keep, and it just it's almost uh, nothing to do with us as a club. The reason he's left, so frustrating. But then, you know, if people want to play football, they will go and find other clubs. Unfortunately, hmm. it's uh, it, it's one of those things, I, I guess that. Um you know, managers have to put up with. And this is one of the selling points for the new or, or the restructuring, isn't it, of the of the of the Cornish leagues that, you know, players won't be sort of able to dual register quite so easily, will they, next season? No, yeah, I think that's a, a from what I've heard and what I understand of it, Dave, I think it's a really good positive for Cornish football. I think maybe making the leagues bigger um will increase the, the amount of games you play and decrease the chance for other people to uh, to go elsewhere to other clubs but also like you said the dual signing I mean it's um, a bit of a touchy subject I think for most people the dual signing because players are genuinely signed on for three or four different teams at the minute <laughs> and and that does mean that you get not only um, does it benefit your club obviously by, help, by helping by bringing other players and but it also means you can turn up to play against any side with any player as you see in our league um I know Paul Perro has drafted in the lad from up top at St Blasey and it just it makes some games a bit unfair I suppose but mm. then that's the rules so they're only they're only playing by the rules I guess yeah that's right you you can't uh, I think throughout um, you know throughout the time there will be I think every club that benefits or has benefited from that sort of. Uh, that uh, situation but um, it, it's not so good when you do turn up at a game you, you notice uh, the South West Peninsula West top scorer coming up against you is it it does yeah, you start I mean, to think I mean, oh what's going on that surely yeah, can't be allowed everyone, <laughs> everyone will benefit from it and I mean we've benefited from ourselves in the past by bringing in players but 
and you know when you when you play in a league with a lot of reserve sides, which you know obviously our league is, then you almost expect the few first teams to drop down to get minutes, and that's what clubs for. But I think the uh, the bit I don't like is where you get players moving from one club to another to play those minutes. I think keep it in house, keep it within the same club, and then there can be less moaning from <laughs> from my point of view, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on and, and stop your moaning. Um, now that photograph that appeared on, I think it was Twitter that I first saw it last uh, or recently last weekend was it or the weekend before of uh, of a stand. I didn't recognise where it was. I have to admit, and I was immensely surprised when I realised it was or was told it was St Morgan. What, what's been going on up there at your ground? Yeah, um, obviously a picture did uh, arise on Twitter, I think two weekends ago now, and that was um, from a youth game. I believe it was a parent up there watching their son or daughter play in the youth football and they couldn't believe it when they turned up and seen the, uh, the stand. But yeah, we've been working hard behind the scenes to you know improve the facilities for probably two or three seasons now. And... We've just had a new 50-seater stand put in, which you know I've been up there myself. It looks really, really good. I'm really impressed with it. And yeah, we've also got a clubhouse and change room still being built, and we're hoping early next year that will be up and running, and we'll be able to obviously start facilitating teams for food and drinks after the game as well. So there's a lot going on up there, as well as the pitch. Uh, we're spending a lot of money on work on the surface of the pitch as well. And yeah, it's you know when people do visit, I know. We've had a few visitors from opposition sides. They're really impressive what we are doing. Mm. So how can you afford to do it all? Uh, it's just through, through the hard work of the club, fundraisers through the club, um, obviously all the, all the lads pay subs and whatever. So it's just the, the way the club's run, but also through the grants we get from the FA as well. I mean, our secretary is very good at chasing around and looking at what we can and can't get and, Obviously, behind the scenes, he's working really hard to get as many things in place to improve the club from top to bottom. Mm. Well, I must admit, it all looks very impressive. And uh, so, and you're obviously pleased with what's been done so far. Yeah, um, I mean, I believe this is my sixth season now in charge of the first in St Morgan, and it's, I mean, from when I joined as a player, we were probably one of the worst setups and pitches in Cornwall, to be honest. And a bit, you know, as we started picking up results wise and we obviously in Dutchy won at the time we've uh, worked our way up to St Piran's and the secretary has already all, always had this sort of goal and this vision to get us to where we are heading to now and you know as a manager we're in regular conversation about what we can can't do as such but everything we spoke about in this last six years seems to be happening now which is always a positive mm. Yeah I think um, when the club applied for the St Piran League there was a few people that thought you might have been overstepping yourselves a bit weren't they? Yeah, I mean we we did um, we did win the knockout cup in Dutchy football and then finished joint top with Foxhall um, on lost out on goal difference in the league title. But then you know when we did step up to St Piran's, we felt we were uh, we felt we were in for a tough ride ourselves to be honest. But then when you leave the first game beating Morwins, they tend to you know we kind of <laughs> kind of found our feet early and you know since then we've had ups and downs, but. You know, every week we go into the games feeling competitive, and whether that's this weekend against the champions or newly promoted sides, you're always in for a good game. And I think the St. Prunes League in general is a very, a very good contested league. Mm. And you mentioned it, um, good opposition coming up on Saturday, isn't it? Salt Ashborough, do you know how, how many they won by last Saturday? Yeah, uh, they almost broke Twitter, I think, didn't they, Dave, <laughs> by uh, tweeting. 
beating their goals. Um, now, nah, listen, we know obviously the champions are coming to Terrain this weekend. They won the league at Terrain last year, so we know they're a good side. Um, I mean, we played them already this season and away, which obviously is probably the most difficult place to go, I think, in the league. They haven't been beaten in well over two years in the league at home, I believe. So, But then coming to Terrarian, we believe that we can make our pitch a bit of a fortress. We've probably got a better record at home in the St. Prince League than we have away. So we look forward to uh, hosting what is a very good side in very good form. I think they've scored 25 goals in the last four or five games. So, you know, they've they've got goal scorers, but we've got to try and find a way of, of turning them over, really. Hmm. I'm just looking at your goal scorers and uh, Harry Tilston, your top man at the moment. Yeah, um, I mean, Harry was joint top goal scorer in the league last year and um, we we found it difficult, like I said earlier, in trying to find rhythm early in the season due to a week on, a week off, a week on. And we've kind of gone back to basics the last few weeks, which you know has meant maybe not going as gunno up top, which Harry enjoyed last year and personally benefit from that a lot but we're now looking at creating a more solid base and then hopefully putting away less chances now because we've we've bit guilty early in the season missing a lot of chances so yeah Harry's Harry's back I think he's scored a few already this season he's back to his best performance wise the last few weeks so we're encouraged by that and would you say I mean how does this team compare to the last couple of seasons uh, that you sort of put out there um, I mean, yeah, I, I think in the last sort of 24 months, we've had a bit of a transition. I mean, we've, we've kept a lot of the core players in terms of the ones that brought us up from Dutchie. Um, but we've added a couple of younger players. We've had one or two more experienced players jump in as well. But as I said, we've lost a couple as well. And I think it's about finding that balance. At the minute, we've, you know, we've actually lent on the uh, reserve side a couple of side, a couple of times from Dutchie one. And, even when two or three players have stepped up, it's you know it's it's gone really well for for them and and the team actually. So yeah, it's it's that same core but with a sprinkle of something else now and again. And you know it's it works because they know me and I know them. So yeah. Mm. And you mentioned you've been managing now for about six seasons. Do, do you still get the buzz on a Saturday morning? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put myself forward for it otherwise I don't think it'd be fair on me or all the lads that I do it for but yeah I mean football's massive been a massive part of my life since I was a kid so I, I'm only 27 now but I enjoy leading the side it's full of my mates and ultimately you know it's, it's what keeps me going throughout the week playing football <laughs> Are you still playing or not? Uh, I've been out injured Dave I actually uh, did a tear in my groin in oh. April and I, I, I won't be back until probably February or March so it's a bit of a layoff for me but oh, having having physio but at the minute luckily uh, able to get good sides out and just uh, spend my time in the Tantaquary at the minute <laughs> Yeah enjoy yourself uh, watching them instead of uh, having to go out there and do it as well by sounds of it Did you do it playing then that injury or what? Yeah I mean we have our goalkeeper to thank for my injury Dave because he decided it was good idea to work on the Saturday and I went in goal um, <laughs> and yeah a bit of a collision with a striker and then uh, an injury kind of developed from there but we've got the clean sheet that's the main thing Dave ah right that's the main <laughs> thing right I like it okay then Ash well thanks very much for coming on the podcast again I hope, I hope that injury um, goes to plan and um, what, what's your forecast for Saturday scoreline oh 
I don't know. They they come and beat us 3-1 last year, but uh, I'm going to go 2-all. I'm going to go fan- fancy us to uh, score a few, but at the minute it's keeping them out. That seems to be the problem, isn't it, for everyone? So. <laughs> yeah. OK. Well, great stuff. Thanks very much. Cool. Cheers, Dave. Good to hear from Ash, mate, as always, mate. He's been on quite a few times, mate, hasn't he, Ash? Yeah. Good to... Well, no, not, yeah. not, not for quite a while, actually. So, no. So that's true. Yeah, but he he is one of uh, one of those guys that's always very helpful and will always talk to us. Not that many don't talk to us, I must admit. But um, but Ash is uh, I I got in touch with Ash and within five minutes we were talking to each other on the phone. So that's the sort of response you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, top bloke, isn't he, mate? Top bloke, mate. Not nice to see St Morgan as well, Dick, isn't it? Improving the facilities as well yeah. you know new clubhouse and changing rooms and all things and you know that stand looked really good mate didn't it and there's some morgan colors there and all yeah. all yeah. great but yeah all great they're, they're a well-established St. Perrin league club now mate and they and a, and a good side I, I watched them a couple of times over the last few seasons Dix, and i've got to say mate actually the the 4-4 draw mate with Penryn was one of the best games i think i've seen over the last three or four years Dix. so mm. We're definitely in the top five games, mate, I've seen, in, in, you know, since COVID. So, I mean, well done to Ash, mate. You know, good young manager with a... He's got like an old head on his shoulders, hasn't he, Ash? Like, Dick's, hasn't he? He's, he's good to... <laughs> not literally, Ash, sorry, mate. I didn't mean you got an old head. But but um, he talks well, doesn't he, for, for a young manager, mate, and done a done a fantastic job at St Morgan Club's uh, come up through the... I think, remember, Dick's, we watched him in a, in a Dutchy League Cup final not so long ago, didn't we, at, at St Dennis? Is that remember the one that at St Dennis? Scott yeah, that's Scott. right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, St Morgan, they won, I think they beat Foxhall 2-0 that day, didn't they? I think Benno, mate, Benno Bowl had a penalty for Foxhall, a bit like Harry Kane's, didn't he, last <laughs> week? Do you remember that? <laughs> remember that pen from Benno, yeah, mate? Now you say it, actually, now you say it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they've, they've come a long way since then, Deeks, haven't they, really? So fair play to St Morgan, Deeks, good club. Yeah. Good club, mate. Yeah, they are a good club. They're at home, big game there on Saturday uh, uh, against the league champions and top of the table, Saltash Borough, who seemed to, well, they, yeah. as as Ash said, they've hit form, haven't they? So, um, yeah. well, yeah. They, they've always been on form, but they're even better form at the moment. So, uh, so good luck to yeah, them on that good, game. What yeah, about, a couple of good strikers. Yeah, what about in the West, yeah. Rappo? What's happening in the West? Um, anything exciting there? Yeah, the West things, what's happening? Um yeah, it's still pretty much uh, even Stevens Deeks, isn't it? And the St. Perrin League West, mate. Mosel Development and St. Day both on 28 points, mate. Both with a plus 24 goal difference. But but uh, Mosel played that one game more, haven't they, Deeks? Mm. So, so still all pretty tight at the top, mate. Um, you know, no league games last weekend, Deeks. All frozen off, obviously. There was a couple Cornwall Intermediate Cup games dicks weren't there involving the West teams. I mean Ale went down three one to St Dominic, mate, you know, you and J C have already spoke, mate. And 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 Pendine, well done to Pendine from the combo, Dicks. They played Redruth United, mate. And uh Redruth United went through after extra time two two, mate, after extra time. Redruth United won four two on penalties, mate, down there at Pendine. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. So a couple of teams involved in that, mate. 
Um, but yeah, no league games to speak about really, Diggs, was there no. last week? No, that's right. No league games last Saturday, but there is, um, well, I guess a full fixture for this Saturday schedule, isn't it? There's six games, so that would be, oh, not quite. There's 14 teams in the league, isn't there? So, uh, um, and obviously, yeah. uh, well, yeah, I don't know why there isn't seven games, but anyway, there's six games. So, um Top of the bill, I would suggest, is... Oh, I don't know. They're all fairly... Uh, fairly yeah. Fairly even, aren't they? The big question is, will Mosul be playing Penryn? I haven't heard anything about Penryn. Uh, no. They were asking for players the other week, weren't they? So we must assume that game is on. Uh, have you heard anything on the grapevine yeah. or not? No, nothing official, Diggs. No, nothing official, mate. So, mm. no. I haven't heard anything, mate. So, yeah, yeah, I did wonder about that one, mate. Yeah. Did wonder about that one. Yeah. Falmouth picked up a bit of form, Deeks. Falmouth against the Luggan could be decent, couldn't it? Falmouth reserves the Luggan. Yeah. At Bickler. And, and St. Day, mate. St. Day got St. Agnes, mate. I remember, I remember Aggie went to the Vogue last season and won, mate. So, mm. you know, I think one of the games that sort of ruined St. Dave's season a bit, mate, I think, Aggie. <laughs> right. so, okay. They might want a bit of revenge, mate, won't they, for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Okay, yeah, so St. Mm. Dave home to St. Agnes. Uh, Rodrigo played Parham well. Port 11 home to Wendron. Uh, as we've mentioned, Mosul Development are home to Penryn Athletic. And then uh, a Lugan RBL travelled to Falmouth Town. Um and a two o'clock kickoff, as Cam mentioned, uh, True City Reserves against Mullion Reserves there at Trigai. That's the St. Piran League. Um, let's hear. Well, there isn't that much happening in the women's uh, football um, this coming Sunday, but uh, let's hear what Gary Hocking has sent us. Only two women's games survived last weekend's frozen pitches. In the Women's National League, bottom placed in Austell took on promotion chasing AFC Bournemouth. The result went to form with Bournemouth winning 6-1, Tegan Richmond scoring St Austell's only goal. The other game was in Division 2 of the Cornwall Women's League with Ridruth entertaining Charlestown. Charlestown came into the league on the back of four straight league wins, whereas Ridruth had conceded 71 goals in their last five. The game kicked off in the middle of a hailstorm, then continued through sleet and rain, but both teams were undaunted. Charlestown eventually ran out 10-0 winners with hat-tricks from both Chloe Watley and Anna Weary. St Austell are the only Cornish women's team with a fixture this weekend, hosting Portishead Town at Polter Park. They will then join the rest of the county's teams for the Christmas and New Year break with women's fixtures resuming on Sunday the 8th of January. You can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. Thanks there um, for um, what Gary Hawkins sends in to me. Um, to keep us up to date with the women's scene. Um, they take a bit of a break over the Christmas period, so it's quietening down on that front. 
But it's not on the East Coleman Premier League. Well, not at least for this Saturday. And uh, John Colenso is back to tell us more. Now then, um, we didn't have many games to talk about in the superior section, John. So what about the East Coleman Premier League last Saturday? Was that any better? Um, we had a game. We got a game in. St. Stephen um, losing 5-2 to North Petherwin, which takes North Petherwin top of the table. Um, and unfortunately, two abandonments. Um, Nuki Academy and St. Teth had to be abandoned because uh, I believe the St. Teth goalkeeper suffered a bad injury. Oh, yeah. saw that. And uh, Roach against St. Mimber, they ran out of light. So um, I've spoken to the league this afternoon as we speak on Wednesday, and they've said that both games will have to be replayed. Right. That's um, good to clarify. I guess St Minver might be saying, well, we were 6-1 up, you know, what's mm. what's the chance of Roach coming back to win that one? But but you've got to play 90 minutes, haven't you? You have got to play the 90 minutes, yeah. Or or equal halves, isn't it, is the other rule. But um, yeah, it's not complicated. They can say it does need to be replayed this one. Right. And the game's postponed. Uh, the, they were all presumably because of just frozen pitches sort of situation. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, all rock hard. Right. So again, St. Stephen, you know, why should that game have been on? It's, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, it is, yeah. I mean, I saw, I think they put pictures on Twitter, didn't they, of their pitch, and it did look absolutely fine. So why, yeah, why it didn't get um, covered like the rest of them, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, it did get away with it. Yeah. And uh, of course, they did play that game, which means, as you said, North Pedowin go top. Well, they've been threatening to all season, I suppose, haven't they? Yeah, they've been there or thereabouts. Um, so they're obviously a game in hand over Tall Point now. So um, Tall Point can catch them again, um, and three games in hand over Foxhole. But uh, yeah, they've uh, you know they've got there. So well done to them. And so everyone to catch them now, isn't it? Yeah. Now, are there going to be four games in hand when um, after this weekend's games? Because I think Foxhole got another cup game, haven't they? Yeah, Foxhole have got to go down to Praise and Beeble again, and they have a second try at that one. Um, so they'll not be catching up with league games at all. And North Petherwind do play against St. Dennis. So, yeah, a chance to get further ahead because Tall Point don't have a fixture either. Right. So a bit of goal difference could, uh, or goals could come in handy there for North Petherwind, yeah. couldn't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's mm-hmm. the full fixture list then? Uh, so the full fixture list is Liscard Athletic Reserves against Nampian. Uh, Newquay Academy against St. Blasey Reserves. North Petherwin against St. Dennis, as we said. St. Colum Major against Roach. Um, St. Newland East against Lou And Weybridge Reserves against St. Taff. St. Blasey seem to be climbing the table a bit, aren't they? Yeah, they seem to have a good little run um, put together now. So, yeah, they've uh, they've gone up to sixth in the league. Um, they've played the highest amount of games with others. So, But, yeah, you've got to get your games played and your points on the board, haven't you, if you want to win the league. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And Liscard, uh, Holmes and Ampian, um, yeah. well, a bit of a mid-table clash. Yeah, it's against 10th at the moment. It was, I think Nampian have only played nine, though, like, so they're, they're um, games in hand over everyone. Uh, we've got a couple of games in hand over some, so, yeah, it could all change, but uh, got to get those games played and, and try and catch up and keep up. And if I was going to go to a game in the East Coma Premier League on Saturday, who would uh, you recommend? Blimey. Tricky one. Um, it's going to be a tough one, really, that one. Crumbs, can I um, phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the line had gone down there for a moment. <laughs> How far away is Praise and Beeble, Dave? Maybe Praise and Beeble against Foxhole might be a good uh, 
Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's a good way to get out of that question because that that would be my choice, I think. Yes, praise yeah, against Fox. Praise the top, they of, the, of that side of the league? Yeah, I think they were the last time I looked. Yeah. So uh, they're up around the top anyway, for sure. Mm-hmm. So so praise and be will, it will be. Yeah. All right. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks to John there for these Corn Premier League Roundup. Um, it's time for Rappo's Roundup. And uh, what have you got to tell us this week? Yeah, Dick's obviously, well, a bit frozen, wasn't it, last weekend, mate, which is not, <laughs> which has killed a few fixtures again, mate. So probably not too much to talk about. But I just thought, Dick's, we did the top scorers, didn't we, in the Dutchy Trelawney divisions last week. But I felt a bit bad, mate. We put, we missed out like this. We haven't really spoke about the St. Perrin League or the combo or the East Cornwall ones, have we, really? So, Well, you're the goal scorer, man. I just, yeah, I just thought I should mention who's top of those leagues as well, Dick. You know, now we're getting up to Christmas. We're like halfway, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and there's some Pyrene League East, Dick. Um, we've got Joe Priest at the top, mate, from Salt Ashborough on 22. Cam Patterson, mate, um, regular goal scorer for Polpero, mate, on 20. And in third place on 12, mate, we've got last year's well, the winner of the, the Mark Rapsy Golden Boot Award. <laughs> uh, do you remember that one, mate? Yeah. The first uh, first winner, mate, um, of the Shield, mate. I was I was happy to present, mate. Happy and honoured to present to um, Henry Bunning, mate. Henry from well, um, Salt you, Ashburn, mate. Can you remember how many he got last season or not? Oh, yeah, hold on, mate, because I, I, I actually... Printed it on the trophy, mate. You know, I got the got Steve the engraver, mate, from from Traegers to put it on the truck. I've got, got, got a feeling it's 30, 34 dicks. Right. Would I be? Would, would so they're on. Be, so they're on course than to to rival yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, they are, mate. Yeah, yeah. Henry's got a bit of work to do, mate. I need to catch up his teammate there on the yeah ten goals, but um. Yeah, so that's in the east, Dick. So in the west, Dick, so the goals ain't really flowing like that, mate. For some reason, we got we got one sort of uh, lad, Callum Mulholland Ferguson, Dick, from Mosel Development on eleven. Eleven. He's all one player, Dick. He's 11. all one player. That lad. Yeah, yeah, Callum Mulholland Ferguson. So. Yeah, for some reason, Dick's the West ain't firing like the East, or mate, the, the goals ain't there. Mm, right. I don't know. Yeah, don't know why, but um, but uh, and the combo league, Dick's that's a beauty. That is, mate, we've got two lads at the top of that, um, both on sixteen goals, Dick's in the combo. We got, well, no surprise, mate, Ashley Ellis, mate from St Just, hmm. um, on sixteen, and and serial goal scorer Dan Richards, mate from St Day Reserves. You're right. Um, on 16, Dano scores a few. And East Cornwall Premier League, mate, in JC's league, mate. There's um, Ryan Easterbrook, uh, tour point thirds, mate. Uh, he's on 17. And then he's followed by Courtney Rowe, Fox, or mate, three behind on 14. So, Close. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the sort of top scorers in those leagues, Deeks, uh, just to check in with them, mate. Um, and yeah, on to, on to last week's sort of roundup digs for, for what is worth, mate. Um, the combo, uh, in the combo digs, we still got praise on top, mate. 12 games, 24 points, followed by St. Ives, 13 games, 23 points, mate. But St. Just are looking quite good, mate. They're 11 games, 23 points. 
And Alston third's looking quite tidy as well. In fourth, 10 games, 19 points. So so five points sort of separating the top four sides in, in the combo big. So quite tight with the games in hand for the third and fourth place teams. But but uh, but but yeah, leaders praise last week, mate, um, without a fixture. Um, and both second place St. Ives and third place St. Just, mate, they both took advantage to close the gap. Um, but but both, ironically, mate, with, with narrow one-goal home wins, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Ives, they eventually beat St. Agnes Reserves 4-3 uh, with Andrew Barry scoring a brace and one each from Max Climo and Dave Bulls. Um, and the Tinners also scraped down deeks at Lafroda, mate, 3-2 three, three, against Wendron thirds, mate. Uh, George Harry, Scott Meager, and the customary Ashley Ellis Goldigs, uh, their scorers. Mm. Um, Cold Rose, mate, they continued their good form with their second successive clean sheet, mate. Um, this time 3 0 at the airbase against St. Day Reserves. And um, obviously, we've already mentioned it, mate, but Pendine, they, they deserve a mention for taking Redruth United all the way in that Cornwall Intermediate Cup. Mate, a um, couple of goals from Alex Ralph, mate, uh, took, took um, pending 2-2, mate, with Redruth United. And they unfortunately ended up losing 4-2 on penalties at Borlay's part of their dig. So, great effort from them, mate, mm. from them. But, um, yeah, and the Dutchie digs, um, well, she and Trelawney really did. I don't think it was more than three games played in either division, mate. I mean, leaders, Southgate. Uh, seniors Deeks in the Premier League they beat the Frost and had a convincing 5-1 win uh, at their Lundson College ground Deeks so um, that, whether it was played on 3G I was going to say that's, sure, all, that's but, all weather isn't it I think so yeah yeah pretty sure yeah they took advantage of that mate so yeah so they had um, Liam Rich uh, two Adam Scott Tom Hancock and Brendan Hearn with their five goals mate um a convincing win there, Dix. Uh, uh, let's have a look, Dix. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I don't think I've told you who they beat, Dix, did I? Leaders safe. No, you didn't, actually. Leaders. No, you didn't. No. Tell us. No. Tell us, please. Tell us. Yeah I've, yeah, I've said they've had a convincing win and I didn't put who it was against, Dix. Can you so, remember? Um, no, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> not much, not much good, mate. Is it? I, I tell you, they're a team that are still awaiting their first yeah. league win of the season. Oh, are they, mate? Oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> They've got a youngster in goal. Yeah, yeah, Billy's lot, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's come back to me, though, mate. Yeah, yeah. Told you about their good five 0 win. Just didn't tell you they was playing. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry about that one, mate. Sorry about that <laughs> um, Schoolboy error there. Mevagizzi thinks they were the big winners at Goran um, 7-2 with Scott Daly and Brendan Chapman, mate, both scoring hat-tricks. Mm. Um, Zach Smith, broken sure, mate, with the other. I think, didn't Zach play for St. Austell, mate? I was going to say, probably helping them out. They didn't have, St. Austell didn't yeah. have a match, did they? So... No, that's what it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd noticed Zach playing for St. Ulster early in the season, mate. So, yeah, yeah, good on him. Um, so, Ash United thirds, mate, had an eventful 6 4 win at Paul Zeth. Cool. Um, yeah, 6 4 away. Sounds uh, entertaining, Callum, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does actually taste, doesn't it? Yeah, 10 goals, mate. 10 goals. Callum Treen and Sub Ruben Fox. Uh, both didn't he used to play for Norwich, mate? <laughs> yeah. Ruben Fox. Yeah, oh, Ruben right. Fox, mate. What it, mate? Oh, Ruben yeah, that's Fox. right. That's, that's right. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, Callum Treen and, and Ruben Fox, mate, both scoring braces in that one, mate. Lifton beat St Dominic 3 0. Uh, another brace man there, Deeks. Uh, Ralph Finneymore. Uh, Leon Trudgeon with the other goal, mate, in that one. Um, Division one digs pretty tight as well, mate. St. Member Reserves and Pensilver, mate, both on 10 games and 24 points. So it's a tight division, mate, but only a couple of games beat the Frost, mate. Um, and one was pretty significant, really, mate, with St. Member Reserves going to the top, mate, with a 5-1 win at North Petherwin, mate. Uh, to go to the top of the league on goal difference. Um, Luke Henderson, two. Neil Dane, Jack Morris and Matt Saunders all scoring, mate, to to knock Penn Silver off the top on goal difference, mate, at the minute. And that was it, Diggs, uh, in that league, mate, was it? Was it? Have I mentioned the other game in that league, Diggs? Well, what was the was, other was, game? I don't know, mate. I'm sorry, mate. I'm not, I'm not Chris Camario, mate. I, I said there was. I said there was two games, mate. But I've, shall I, I think you, I've only wrote. One. Shall I tell you what the other game was? Yeah. What? Um, it was. Sorry, it was uh, St Morgan Deeks. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, Deeks. St Mor- Yeah. St Morgan uh, reserves beat Luke with that new stand as well, Deeks. Oh, new yeah. stand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How could I forget, mate? Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know why I didn't put that down. But yeah, they had um yeah, they they won two 0 mate. St Morgan Reserves beat Lou Town Reserves two 0 in the other fixture, mate. Um sorry about that, mate. I'm I'm having a bit of a nightmare here, I think, so. <laughs> um, What do, what are you not gonna tell us about Division Two then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I got this one right, mate. Um, they had a bit <laughs> they had a bit more luck, mate, Division Two. Um they had three matches played, Dicks beat beat the frost. Um leaders Grampone, they stretched their lead at the top to five points with a, a three two success at St Evel. Spitfires, uh, Dylan Fox notched twice to go with a Sam Blount goal, mate. Um, Bobman Dragons, mate, they're still going well. New team, uh, five points behind the leaders, mate, but they do have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. And, and they also won a, won a tight match at Weeks of Mary, 2 1. Um, bit different for Weeks of Mary. <laughs> These one at 123 0 the other week. Yeah, <laughs> when I saw that result, I thought, oh, crikey, they, they've, you know, from winning. 23-0, they go yeah. and lose the next Saturday. So that's a bit of a bit, bit of a yeah. bitter bit pill to take, isn't it? So uh, Yeah, yeah. Bit of a come down, mate, isn't it? Yeah. For a 23-1 to a 2-1 defeat. But but yeah, but a good win all the same, mate. Um with uh for, for Bobman Dragons, mate, you know, tight tight match there, mate, with two teams going well. Daryl Knight uh, picking up both goals, Deeks. He put well. He picked up both goals on a yellow card in that one. Actually, Daryl, <laughs> right. mate, eventful day for him. Um, and Dalabal and Tintagel, mate, they completed the day's uh, limited fixtures in that division, mate, with a four-three home win over Castle Loyal, Deeks. Um, and that and that was it in the Dutch league, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think the Trelawney League had slightly better luck, Diggs, than West. Uh, I mean, we got West Cornwall, top of the league, 11 games, 29 points. But but Troon, uh, they could, if they win all three games, right, they could actually go top. They played eight games on 21. So, a bit of a tall order, mate. But, uh, but yeah, it's certainly a competitive division, the Premier League. Four games went ahead um, last Saturday. Diggs with, with West Cornwall staying at the top. Top dogs, mate, with a with a hard foot two one win at uh, Oxland Park Dicks against the Luggan Reserves, mate. Um, Monty Cloutman and Morgan Watts, mate, both scoring. Uh, with the experienced Tom Hogarth, mate, flying for Luggan Reserves, Dicks. Tom been yeah. around a bit, mate. Any Tom? Well, they Good had that you say experienced Tom, but they also had a. Yeah. a an experienced Fraser Cadman and an yeah. experienced, even more experienced, Justin Harrington. So, uh, yeah. 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 Looked a decent side on paper, that one, Dix, didn't it? I'm not sh- I, I watched yeah. it. And I'm not sure how Luggan didn't well, end up getting something from it, to be honest. <laughs> Did you watch that game, Dix? Yeah, I ended up going oh, there. I that. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure where to go. Obviously, my first choice was St. Blasey. I was called off in the morning. And then I thought about yeah. Falmouth, but um, the weather was looking a bit dodgy here. And I thought, oh, shall I shall I just, you know, stay in and, and keep in the warm yeah. and watch the World Cup game on the telly? Um, but it cleared yeah. up a little bit. So I thought, oh, go out and get some fresh air. So I went to a lugging against... Uh, I, I went there because I thought West Cornwall, top of the league. Let's see what they're like. Um, and yeah. Luggan gave them a good game. Yeah, Luggan, oh, he's a decent side, mate, isn't he? Is Wardy still Wardy still manager, mate? Well, I didn't see him there, but I he might no. have been. But I did, I was I kept away from the dugouts as such, so I'm not sure. But um, but um, yeah, it's a good game. It was. It's good good league, mate. Trelawney Prem, I think. Decent. There's some good. T- you know, Troon are doing well. Obviously, like you said, West Cornwall. Three milestones seem to be doing all right again, mate, this mm. season. And Campbell School of Mines always look a decent side and Ludgeman are in there. So, you know, like say a Luggan. So it's quite a competitive division, mate, really. Yeah. Oh, good, mate. Glad, glad you enjoyed it, mate. Um, well, like we was mentioning, Troon, mate, they kept up the pressure on uh, West Cornwall. They won 5-2 at home to Ludgeman, which is quite an impressive result, really, Deeks, because Ludgeman ain't really... Been taking any hammerings this season, mate, have they? But, first, um, first league defeat, wasn't yeah. it, for Ledgeford? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think, yeah, first league defeat, mate. They've been, they've been going really well. So, yeah, and um, and through Milestone, mate, mentioned them as well. They beat the the basement boys, Stidian Steaks, 5 0 at Mulcus Park. Um, Chris Shackley Deeks, remember Shack, yeah. Shackers, mate? Yeah, he, he scored a couple. Chris is back playing. Um, scored two. James Davies, uh, good player, mate. J-Mo. Um, Chris Gummo and Matt Luff, mate, all finding the net for three milestone digs. And there was a bit of a thriller between Campbell and School of Mines and Morning Reserves. It ended up 4-4, mate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Morning, Morning's Will Harding, mate. He notched a brace. Uh, sub Sean Richard, mate. Uh, found the target and and Luke mate War he played again for the reserves this week but he scored this week mate oh, right. he actually scored one Good. yeah he played from last week didn't he but didn't find the target but he found the net again this week Warty so so yeah sounded a good game Dick's four up so well done to them for getting four games on mate um, Division One mate well Newland non-Athletico Dick's I'm, I'm just uh, 
because there wasn't any info for the goal scores. I, I've actually dicked. So I had a text from our friends at uh, Pendine, mate, this morning. Oh, right. And, um, yeah, because he said, you know, notice we've been speaking a lot about um, sort of uh, Jack Liddicote, mate, haven't we? Yeah. From, um, yeah. Yeah, he said, Jack, mate. Um, oh, yeah, they've, they've not put the scores in, mate, nearly non athletic. Okay, they, they've done me over, Diggs, this week, so I can't tell you how many Jack scored. But, oh. but it, uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, but yeah, friends at Pending, mate, said they've. They were speaking to Jack this morning, actually, Deeks, and, and they told him that we give him a, a good mention on the show next week. And he's 31, Deeks. Oh, he's, right. he's in his prime. Yeah, he's actually 31. So, so um, yeah, don't know too much more about him than that, mate. But well, at least that, that's knows one what... more thing than we knew this time last week, isn't it? So we're getting there. So he's yeah, 31. Exactly. Has he got hair or is he bald? Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. That's the next Probably, question yeah. we need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, shin pads or socks around his ankles, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we will find out about him, mate, before the end of the season. I'm going to watch him, mate, before the end oh, of the yeah, season, you keep mate. saying that. You keep saying that, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know what he's like, but but yeah, but I'm sure he's probably scored a few, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, Newland non-Atletico, mate. They they you know sort of stayed firmly in second spot, Deeks, with with an impressive eight-three win at Falmouth United. So, pretty sure Jack would have had a few of them, mate. Don't you? Uh, well, but, uh, I sh- well, I would hope so. After we've been praising yeah. him up so much, so yeah, that's true. That's true, mate. Yeah, but um. And such in reserve six, they had a narrow one nil win over Constantine. Um, and Paranwell reserves, they had a great four three win at Penley Park. Deeks, the famous Penley Park over Penzance reserves, mate. The informed Callum Edgecombe with a hat trick, Deeks, for, uh, for for the well, mate, along with an Alex Bray goal. Um, Kylo Mays, Kyron Snowden, and Joel Steele, mate, replied for the Magpies. Um, but obviously, no in Titans. Still top of the league there, Deeks, um, three points ahead of Newland non Atletico, and, and they've got a game in hand, mate. So looking mm. good for the Titans. Deeks going well still. Um, Division two, mate, three games survived. Um, the ever impressive form of DC, mate. Uh, racking up another good uh, 3-1 win at Holmans, in-form Holmans, mate. They've been going well. Brody Kemp, too, and Fraser Harris scoring the all-important goals there. Um, couple of 3-2 wins for St. Erm and Probersteaks on, on Saturday. Saints beat Cold Rose Reserves at home with Thierry Murley, mate, getting two. <laughs> Dolciari Murley he got a couple and Brandon McDonnell the other one mate uh, and Probus defeated Wendron fourth away uh, with uh, obviously with the same score 3-2 as we said mate impressive win actually uh, at Wendron for Probus uh, Isaac Hayhurst getting a brace with Ben Daniel claiming the other one Deeks um Division three, Deeks, this is like probably the team of the season, mate. Drop ship, Deeks. I don't know if you've looked at the league table, mate. They've played 12 games, got 36 points. So, yeah, 100% record after 12 games. Um, They go impressively marching on, Deeks. 12 wins wins from 12. Eight points clear from St. Kevin at the top. 
who's played the same amount of games. Um, and last week they thrashed Mount Ambrose 5-0 at Pondsmere Valley Diggs. Um, ben Kello with another couple. Uh, he's flying, mate. Any Ben mm. every week, mate. We mention him. Mm. Um, Coral Ferris, the experienced Paul Robertson, mate. And um, and the own goal, the scorers there, mate. Second place, St. Kevin. Well, they had a cracking six-four game as well, Diggs, uh, on the road um, at, at at Lizard Orgold, Diggs, uh, St. Kevin, mate. Bit of a big, derby. Big game down that way. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, mate. Yeah, I bet there's a, a few people, locals, watching that one, mate. And they come up with a great uh, game there, mate. Ten goals, six-four yeah. win for St. Kevin, mate, to keep him in second. Steve Jory had two. Josh Lynn, what? Crikey, mate. Josh Lynn Moore, mate. Um, Josh Lynn Morse, I don't know. Sorry, mate. I can't read me writing again, Dick. Levi Jack, Dom Hannaford, and an own goal, mate. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, mate. I, I feel bad now, mate. I, I, I've got I've got Josh Lynn's name wrong, mate. I can, just because I can't read my own writing, Dick. So I feel like I should. I feel like I should have a look and Shall see I who it is, mate. I'll have a look for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See if you can get there before me, Dick. So yeah. uh, here we go, yeah. Jocelyn Moore. Yeah. Well, I, I was right then, Dick. Yeah. Jocelyn Moore. So, the I said that first one. Fiftieth minute, he scored. Ah, uh, good on him, mate. Good on him. Famous name, mate, isn't it? Famous footballing name, Moore Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think we get any more famous in this country, mate, could we? Oh, no, that's right. But, so, yeah. So, yeah, sorry, Josh. I couldn't read my own writing there. Um, and uh, St. Nice Mariners, Diggs, they, they had a cracking win, really. Six goal, a six goal win, mate, at St. Agnes Thirds, mate. Um, six one, Diggs. Uh, Greg Stevens, two, Stu Lug, Jason Blight, and a couple of subs, mate. Um, Adam Fallows and Doug Gammon, mate. Um, I mean, I think Doug, Doug Gammon, he, he must have staked the claim to start next week. <laughs> uh, I, I had a feeling there was something coming when you uh, sort of closed in on that name. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. He, I mean, he could have made a pig's ear of that gun, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. But, um, yeah, sorry, mate. Well done, Doug. And and Division 4, mate, um, tight league as well, Dix, with, with a big game coming up, mate. I'll, I'll tell you a bit about that one in a minute, mate. We've got Ruin Minor on 11 games, 21 points. Penryn, 10 games, 19 points, Dix. So, it's a tight... Uh, but, um... But in the three games that made it in Division 4 last Saturday, we had Ruin Minor, mate. They leapfrogged Penryn Reserves, mate, to go to go into top spot with a 5-1 win over the bottom of the table. Mullion, thirds, mate. Uh, Tyler Briggs, Matt Fox, Isaac Baldwin, mate. And sub Don Williams, uh, all scoring in that, mate. Um, with an own goal, I think, the other one. Pendine's 3-1 win at Penryn Reserves, mate. Was the result of the day in this division, Dix, which obviously seen ruin leapfrog Penryn to go to the top, mate. But it's, uh, yeah, Pen, well done to Pending, mate. Good 3 mm. 1 win at Koenig Road there, Dix, against, you know, Penryn have been scoring a lot of goals, haven't they? Penryn reserves, Dix. Yeah, that so. was a good win, wasn't it? So, yeah, very good win, mate. Yeah. Pending a good club, Dix, haven't they, at the minute? They they got a lot of strength in depth, there, aren't they, in the two teams, yeah. Pending? Yeah. Yeah, good on them. Good on them, mate. Good to see a club doing well 
uh, these days, mate. And and Corey Angwin, mate, Leon Dixon and Shay Wallace uh, cancelled out Liam Dent's goal, mate, for the hosts. So great win. Well done to the Rovers. And, and to finish the games off, it's praise, mate. They had a convincing praise reserves, I should say, had a convincing 6-2 win over dropship reserves, mate, with, with six different goal scorers there, I think. So, <laughs> so I didn't even bother writing them down. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've made enough mess of it already, mate. And I without writing another <laughs> six names down. But yeah. um, well, I did pick out a game in each division, Deeks, this week. If anyone wants to, I mean, Dutchy Prem, mate, you've got Dobwalls Reserves v Lanivit, which is second v third, mate. Mm-hmm. So should be good. Um, and um, with that, mate, Lan, well, Lanivit could go above Dobwalls, mate, with a win there. So plenty to play for there, mate. Second v third. Um, division one leaders, St. Minver Reserves. Um, are playing Foxhole Reserves, Deeks, who are sixth, but they're the, actually the only unbeaten team left in the division, mate, Foxhole. Ooh, so, pressure's on. Yeah, and we know. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and they, they've obviously got a very good side, haven't they, Foxhole Reserves? So they, they go to leaders, uh, St. Minver Reserves, Deeks. So that one's worth a watch, I think. And um, in Division 2, mate, nothing jumped out, really, but there is a fifth v. sixth. Um, Week St Mary versus St Evel Spitfires, mate. I think could be the probably the closest game there, mate. Entertaining. Um, some good ones in the Trelawney League. Some, um, I mean Premier League, mate. Trelawney Premier. We got Troon v Three Milestones, second v third. That is at Greater Port. Some um, Division One. Well, this is a game of the day, Deeks. Match of the day, mate, as we say, mate, in Division 1. Newland non-Atletico v. Newin Titans, Deeks. Second v. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah second v. First. So, so um, yeah, the Penzance Leisure Centre, mate, they play that one, if anyone wants to look at that. Mm-hmm. St. Clair, I think it's called, mate, isn't it? Penzance Leisure Centre. Uh, 2.30 kickoff there, mate. Should be a cracker, that one. Should be a cracker. Um Division two, mate. Well, the the all conquering Falmouth champions in waiting, really, Deeks. And I'll be surprised if they're not Falmouth DC. Um, they take on Wendron Fourths, mate. Um, second v fifth, that is, mate, at Tresina to see if uh, Falmouth carry on their great form, mate. Um, Division three, mate. We got well. We got obviously we spoke about dropship Deeks, didn't we, with their hundred percent record, twelve out of twelve. Um, but I think it could be tested this weekend, Diggs. They got a, a tricky trip to Lanner, they have, mate, in third. Mm. So, obviously, yeah, Lanner in third against dropship, top of the league and flying. But I think Lanner might give them a test on their pitch, mate, mm-hmm. this week. Good team on a, you know, and they know their pitch well. And in Division 4, mate, obviously that game we've just mentioned, mate, only one game to mention. Rover Minor, mate, they went to the top of the league last week, leapfrogging Penryn with their win. Penryn lost at home to Pendine. And this week, Diggs, Kernick Road, Penryn reserves v Ruin Minor. Ooh, mate, that's, the, yeah. that's the place to be, isn't it? It is, mate, it is, isn't it? A couple of, couple of crackers in the Trelawney this weekend, Diggs, you know, with... Uh, well, in Division One and Division Four, mate, top two clashes, like, a bit like the old uh, South Western and Western League, yeah, isn't it? That's right. All these top two, yeah. top two clashes, man. But yeah, so yeah, Penring could go back to the top with a win there, mate. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all to play for there, Dicks. 
Good. Uh, d- just going back to Joss Moore, um, who you almost didn't mention, <laughs> it, it's a good job you did because I think that was his first goal of the season. So, uh, oh, well, glad we, yeah, glad we got to the bottom of it then, Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have just left it, mate. Shouldn't I? I did get his name right the first time, mate, didn't yeah, I? That's right. and then I? Yeah, I should, I should have just left it, really. But, but uh, yeah. Oh, good, mate. Uh, nice, to, nice to mention Josh, mate, isn't it? With his with his fiftieth minute goal, mate, wasn't it? Fiftieth yeah, minute that's goal. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, so uh, yeah, that's it. It's just all the games that sort of survived the frost. Is that was mate? Yeah. Quite a few, really. I yeah. Suppose, wasn't it? Well, as as you came further west, there seemed to be more, wasn't there? So yeah. um, not quite sure. Yeah, that's cool. Whether it's a slightly uh, milder climate down here in the far west, but. Um, but let's yeah. hope there are a few games this coming Saturday. Um, it's it, well, pitches have been probably frozen nearly all week, haven't they? So um, yeah. it's a race against time to see how much sun they get between uh, now and tomorrow Saturday. So um, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I hope so, mate. Hopefully, get as many as we can played, mate, won't we? Yeah, hopefully. From the Southern League to the Trelawney. We've got you covered. So, if if games are on, where are you going to be going? Well, I'm not sure, Deeks, because um, well, Jack's got no game, mate. Nuki got no game, Deeks. So, mm. and um, and Ben's not playing, mate, at the minute. So, so still um, struggling a bit with all his groin and all his injuries, mate. So he's he's decided not to play for a minute and and get himself right. So, so uh, Rach has been trying to get the three kids together, Deeks, for a bit of a Christmas do, mate. Um, she's been trying for about a month, bless her, with, like, text to all three of them. They're not the easiest uh, mm. kids to get together, Deeks. You know? Well, you know what it's like, mate, you know, but a couple of daughters yourself. But, but yeah, so it's been it's been hard work, Deeks. So, um, but trying to get all three together. But we think we might have done it on Saturday, mate. So, so you're going to have a Christmas party instead. Yeah, I think yeah, it could be a, a Rapsy Christmas party, Deeks, uh, um, and maybe the World Cup third place match, Deeks. Ah, but, right. but, um, but I got in the back of my mind, Deeks, if the kids do if the kids do just open their presents and then bugger off, mate, I'll go to St. Dennis Lonson, Deeks. Oh, right. And have a look at that one. Right. Yeah, because that's only 20 minutes for me, mate, isn't it? And it's a, it's a six-pointer for, for Simon and Neil, mate, isn't it? So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if I get the chance, Deeks, I'll go because I'm I'm working Saturday night, mate. So, if you know, I try and stay local and get a game in, mate. But but it could be a case of um, you know a Christmas party and the and the World Cup third place match, Deeks, in the warm. <laughs> what about you, mate? What about you, mate? What, I what? shall be going to Wendron against Weybridge. So yeah, I thought you might, mate. First, yeah, it's a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, first against yeah. second in the uh, in the West uh, Peninsula. So got to be the game of the day isn't it surely yeah definitely I'd agree with that Deeks yeah yeah really good game so, so. actually Deeks Weybridge do the old VO cam mate games oh, live, yeah, they don't do they? don't they yeah that's right yeah that's, that's a good thought, mate. Oh, I'll actually. stay home and watch it then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mate. I'm like, sorry, Pete. So, mate, we <laughs> yeah. just just knocked a few quid off the admission. Something, yeah. We just lost Wendron a few quid. No, I just thought, mate, I could probably sit home in the warm, mate. What we'll have the have the Wendron Weybridge game live on the on my iPad, Dicks, and the World Cup game on the TV, mate. The World Cup. <laughs> 
Croatia against Morocco and Wendron against Weybridge. Yeah. So I was going to say, Deeks, you know, well done to Morocco, mate. It was, it was their supporters and that cracking World Cup, mate, wasn't it? Mm. You know, they've had a lovely, yeah. nice to see a few, you know, shock results, isn't it? This World Cup, really, Deeks, has been, it's been better than I thought it would be, mate. I think. Uh, do you think the World Cup? Yeah, I think it has. Once it got into the football and, and instead of the politics, um, so. So yeah. it's it's not yeah. gone too bad. So let's get you. Let's hear who's going to win it though on Sunday: Argentina or France? Yeah. Well, I did go for the Orgies, Deeks, didn't I? Right from the beginning. Um, so I actually had that bet, Deeks. I think I sent it to you, didn't I? Argentina France final. So Ooh. I wish I put more than two quid on it, though, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that sure then. <laughs> no, no, not too sure, mate. Wish I put a fiver instead of two quid. I might have got more than thirty-five quid back, mate. But but no, I, I did. I did take the old. You know, went through the old wall chart religiously, Deeks, and and I did take the old orgies to win it, mate, before it started. So I'm going to have to stick with them, Deeks, but. Not sure, really, mate. It could, could, I think it could be fine margins, mate, between those two, couldn't it? Mm. But what about yourself, mate? What are you thinking? I'm thinking Argentina, to be honest. I think Messi um, mm. will uh, cause a few problems for the French defence, don't you? Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I, th- I think, to be honest, mate, Messi... You know, France have already won it, haven't they, four years ago? You know, um, Mbappe's 23, Dix. He's already won the World Cup, hasn't he? Won, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, flipping it. But, yeah, I think that would be a fitting finale, Dix, to, well, certainly the best player I've ever seen live, Dix. I don't know about yourself, mate. I, I mean, I've obviously been a United fan, mate. I've watched Ronaldo a few times and... and you know, I, I only I've only watched Messi once, mate. Live. I mean, when I was forty-five, mate. I think Rach got it for me forty-fifth birthday, mate. We went Barcelona, and I watched um, Barcelona Atletico Madrid. Deeks probably told you this before, mate. But but Messi had an hat trick. Deeks that day won three nil, mm-hmm. and he was just. Yeah, he was just um. He had orange boots on Deeks as well, oh, and you could just pick him out. You know when orange boots were in, mate, and obviously about ten years ago. But but yeah, he was unbelievable. Deeks is he's the best performance I've ever seen live, mate. It's, it's like the ball was stuck to his foot, Deeks. Mm. You know, just he just he's just an incredible player, mate. And he when you go to a game, you can just sort of put your, you know, like when you're watching it on telly, you sort of lose it a bit, Deeks, don't you? But when you go to the sort of stadium, you can just like follow a player around for like 15 minutes, mate, can't you? And, you know, just what he was doing, Deeks, was unbelievable, mate. So, you know, from a from a sort of, you know, personal point of view, Deeks, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Messi sort of pick up the World Cup, wouldn't you, mate, really? I think he deserves that for his career. Let's hope he does a good job of it and um, well, yeah. scores. Is he going to get a goal? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick my usual tenor on him, mate, to score a goal. Deeks, he's done me all right this World Cup. Well, apart from that game against Poland, mate, uh, he missed a penalty, didn't he? <laughs> or or Chesney saved it. But but yeah, he's done he's done me proud this World Cup, Deeks. So yeah, I'd fancy him to do it on the big step. My new mate, remember Maradona, mate, you know, when they beat Germany... 3-2 to win it in 86. He didn't actually score, did he, in that game? Yeah. And he was brilliant. Wasn't he all, I think he had two against Belgium in the semi-final, Deeks, didn't he? Both goals against Belgium in the semis. He was unbelievable. And then he did score in the final. But but yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I do fancy Messi, actually. He's on pens, and he makes pens, free kicks. And I think he's playing in that. 
he's he's getting a few more chances, mate. And he playing just in behind there, mate. And he, I think he's seen a lot of the ball in attacking positions, and he in that in that Argentinian team at the minute. So can definitely see him scoring. Deeks yeah. be a nice fitting way, fitting way, mate, wouldn't it for for him to. Well, you know, I think most people, mate, the the romantics, mate, in us, mate, would like to see Messi win it. I think, wouldn't we? I yeah. think, mate. Yep. Okay. So that's the uh, the World Cup on Sunday. Uh, Messi against France. Um, Cornish football goes on though, and uh, we will be yeah. back next week. It's the last one of this year that we're going to have next year. Uh, next week, we're going to have a, a little break between Christmas and New Year. Um, and uh, so be prepared rapper Christmas fixtures yeah. and New Year fixtures you're going to have to talk about yeah. uh, a double lot next week yeah always a good time for Cornish football deeks isn't it Christmas love those games mate. all them all them local derbies on, on Boxing Day deeks isn't it to look forward to yeah well tell us more next week and uh, yeah. in the meantime everyone enjoy their football wrap up if you're going to go to a game on Saturday yeah. uh, also make sure before you even leave home what time the kickoff is and whether it's on because of the weather best of luck to everyone and enjoy your football yeah have a great weekend everyone wrap up warm and uh, enjoy Wendron v Weybridge Stakes. enjoy it mate hope to see a few goals I'll try to <laughs> I'll wave to you on the VO camera shall I yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I wish has got the the, the old uh, the old screens clean, mate. I watched them up doubles for about twenty minutes, mate. One game when they played up there, and I was at home, and I think it was raining a bit up there, mate. And the old screen got a bit wet, mate. It was all a bit fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll I'll see yeah. if I can get a you know a, a long pole and and stick it up on the camera yeah. to clean it off every so often. Right. Yeah, like the old window cleaners, Deeks, isn't it? Okay, time to go, Rabbo. See you next week. Yeah, take take care, Deeks. All the best, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish Walker Podcast.